0: Seven five three seven six easy easy. Did you know that donkey is considered to be a delicacy in some parts of the world? I was in Central America at a church supper and was offered it while I hesitated at first. Would you
1: believe I love eating ass? I would eat ass all day, every day if I could.
2: Good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of... That's right, you guessed it, the Arnie State Show. I hope that you are having a beautifully spectacular morning. I'm doing well. I just had my morning constitution, thanks to the magnesium I take. Woo! Let me tell you, I'm cleaned out, baby. Cleaned out. Boy, oh boy, yesterday we had a a stream of consciousness that just went on and on and on. Today, more standard show. Uh, I will be going off on a few things. We will be recapping some of the backstage incidents that happened at the Grammys. I know nobody watched it. But this is the truly entertaining part of the Grammys—all the shit that's going around it, it, it. It's phenomenal. But before we get to that, we gotta stick to the country and try to fix the country as best as we can. And even before that, even before that, we gotta say some good mornings out here. That's right. First one here,
0: Will freaking die!
2: That's right. Straight fires in the house. He says, "Happy." taco but pink taco tuesday everyone right back at you my friend derek says good early tuesday morning ass it's time for wimpy to pay off you're goddamn right it is you're
3: goddamn right
2: Battleborn in nebraska says morning ass family cowboys girl says good morning ass family swoosh in the house he says morning ass family house of pain says good morning ass family courtney in the house says good morning good morning as family it's going to be a fantastic fucking day yeah you know what you're
3: goddamn
2: right yes it is yes it is oh my lucky stars the The one the only bratty kid is in the house a reminder columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem Well, well i thank you for that
3: you ever watch animal planet no you ever seen a big pile of rhinoceros manure it ain't pretty.
2: Wow, you are you are hitting home runs today, Braddy kid. What, anything else?
4: you guys know you can go to Cambodia and shoot an RPG at a cow?
2: I did not know that. <laughs> I, I wish I did, but I did not know that. Uh, Ahoy, Sanchez family. Uh, don't think he was never a delicacy. Arnie pooped like a moose. Ogre all up in here. He says, Buenos Dias Familia. Desert Runner says, Good morning all. Was backstage at the Grammys, just everyone trying to figure out each other's pronouns. (laughs) Oh, it's close to that. Ah, look at that. You're out's in the house. Uh, We we, we wished her good vibes yesterday. She uh, she was was under yesterday, and today, she says, Listening today, in and out of consciousness, but I'm alive. Yeah. Satanic woke bullshit. Yeah. Oh, Sanchez family, wait till we get to it. Oh, it's going to be great. LMAO RPG account. Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, you know what? That needs to make it. I mean, this is just...
4: you guys know you can go to Cambodia and shoot an RPG at a cow?
2: I, I think the best part of that is the fact that it's so nonchalant. You know, you can go to Cambodia and shoot an RPG at a cow. <laughs> uh... Hangtown Jen is in the house. Good morning, Jen. Time for your poop word of the day. And now it's time for another
0: poop word of the day. Today, instead of saying you're going to go take a poop, just say you're going to go cash in some coupons.
2: There you go. There you go. Um, you're out. Uh, Ogre says you're out. You have a lot of gall to be there, or lack thereof. Uh, So I'm headed to Cambodia for my birthday. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, we have an update on something. Uh, I was blown away with this update.
1: Do you remember this old sound? Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Uh, You know what?
2: We were wrong. We were wrong in this day and age. This is no longer true.
1: Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina.
2: No, now what's true is this.
1: Boys have penises and girls have
2: diabetes. There you go! <laughs> Shit, I should have had a damn Wilford Brimley fucking thing playing. <laughs> That's right, boys and girls! Boys
1: have penises and girls have diabetes.
2: It's true. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas brew really expanded his job, yes? Sanchez family says, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I saw that, and I just started laughing when I saw that. And I was like, you know what? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have to put that one in there. Oh, by the way, I did not play this for you. I, I, I don't know if Andrew's here. Uh, I know that he's a busy guy. Um, Andrew, if you're not here, I know that you'll hear it later. And I found this, and I found it just for you because there is a person that you do not like. Where did I put it? Uh, oh here it is here, here here's our pastor pastor Greg and his thoughts on a, a certain other clergy member Joel Osteen good grief Joel Osteen wouldn't rebuke his dog if it barked at him <laughs> Joel Osteen good grief Joel Osteen wouldn't rebuke his dog if it barked at him oh man
0: <laughs> a knee Yeah. A knee
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I had some fun. I, I, I found a bunch of great sound effects this week, so we'll be using them. Um, also, now we can start the show since we got through all that. Oh, wait, no, no, we can't actually start the show yet. No? Is t-shirt time? Yeah.
5: 1210 is t-shirt time. t-shirt time. It is 1210. It's T-shirt time! t shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So annoying. Nice. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up now. I'm just shut trying up. to let everybody know so they put their T-shirts. You damn
2: tramp, you're throwing it out there like nobody's business, Angelina. Just watch Jersey Shore. It's on Thursday night. Um... Today's T-shirt is a very special T-shirt, and as soon as I put it up, Tommy responded on Facebook saying his is coming in the mail. Um, I got an email on this about two and a half weeks ago. One of my favorite wrestlers, Jay Briscoe, Jay Pugh, Jamin Pugh, was killed in a car accident. I talked a lot about it. I love the Briscoe brothers. Probably my favorite tag team. They're they're coming close to the Steiners. Uh, The more I watch of them, they're they're coming close. Um, But this shirt was made. Uh, to help his family. And I got the email the first, uh, a min- and I ordered it minute the minute I got it. And it's the Jay Briscoe tribute shirt. All proceeds go to his family. I feel like I actually contributed to society. So there you go. T shirt time out of the way. Now we got to talk about our stupid fucking leadership in this country. Oh boy. Oh man. Good old Jean Pierre was at it again yesterday. Let us let, hear what old John Pierre had to say about the old weather balloons.
5: We're oh, I knew I should have hit of this of earlier. A God damn it! new chapter
1: in the Hunter Biden story. New revelations keep coming.
2: Come on, Hunter Biden is guilty as hell, but this has nothing to do
6: with um, this is the first Chinese balloon that the U.S. identified flying over U.S. airspace under this administration?
7: Um, so, what I can say is that um, we have talked about uh, the China's, and, uh, China's balloon program. Uh, we have um, uh, generally on this uh, the chinese surveillance balloons program uh, has been around for some time we even uh, we even briefed congress this past august uh, so I don't have any specific on any other balloon during this, uh, during uh, during this president's administration. But there has been a program that has been in effect. We have kept Congress uh, abreast on that. Uh, so, but that, I don't have anything more to 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 say
6: or to share. What about the balloon shot oh, down? Is it possible stupid? that this administration discovered um, at least three previous balloons that flew over the U.S. under the previous administration, but Trump officials didn't know it was happening.
7: Yeah, so, look, I think uh, that—and we have talked about this before, about how— the, when it um, when the PRC government surveillance balloons trans uh, trans trans transited uh, the continental U.S. briefly at least three times as you just mentioned during the president's uh, prior administration uh, and once that we know of the beginning of this administration's uh, but never for this duration of time as we know uh, this information was discovered uh, prior to the admi- administration um, uh, left uh, but know, uh, the intelligence you know, community as I said is prepared to give uh, give uh, briefings to key officials uh, but Priority this is something posts. this is something sorry post yeah. but this is something that we we they did not they were not aware of as as we've just laid out but again we are ready to uh brief key officials to let them know uh what uh, uh you know what the intelligence community was able to figure out you can
8: share
6: about how you became aware of it like, did you um, is there i just don't did you yeah. go back and look at
7: so I'm not going to get into intelligence community uh, intelligence uh, community information from here. That's not something that we do from the, the certainly from the briefing room. What I can say is, is that we learned of this uh, the three prior during the past administration, uh, and uh, and so we are we are willing to share that information, but again, just not going to
6: get into intelligence from here. I have a question on this: Since the administration was aware of the balloon program, mm-hmm. did any U.S. officials have conversations with the Chinese? about balloons over US airspace during so, this administration. You know, we're not going
7: to get into specifics of private diplomatic conversations. Oh,
2: oh, for God's sake, what do you do? What is your job? You're the press secretary. You're supposed to talk about the events of the fucking day. Oh, we're not going to get into that. Um, uh, she is the worst goddamn public speaker I've ever heard in my entire life. I t- I look, I know that sometimes I stumble and I stammer. One of the greatest things that ever happened to me was I was played a tape of myself. And I heard the phrase, you know, about 15 times in a minute conversation. To this day, I try not to say, well, you know, well is another crutch. This gal shouldn't th- this gal is out of her depths. She should not be doing this job. She is a moron. I, 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 I mean, honest to God, I, I I truly think. Boy, you might be legally retarded. I I mean, seriously. She's retarded. She she has to be. She doesn't answer any question whatsoever. She gives out statements that the the government wants you to know. Also known as propaganda. She's the she is the 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 next coming of Joseph Goebbels. That's right. I, I equated her to Goebbels. Um, did you hear the sigh in her voice? With yeah, like I can't believe I ever worked for this dumb fucking cracker old man. Okay yeah, Sanchez family says Cabbage Patch Bobblehead. I miss Jen Saki. No kidding. At least Jen Psaki had some fucking balls to her. Sanchez family says H-E-L-L-A, true. That a boy. That's the way to spell it out for me there, Sanchez family. Um, I would have said without going into detail, yes, there was a discussion. This woman should not be in this position. They want someone like her to dumb us down. Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, uh, you know what, Cowboys, girl, you get the first one today.
8: Correct the mundo.
2: Um, Hang Down June says, when you make Joe's mumbling sound coherent and cohesive, then you got to go. We need clear, concise answers and responses that aren't succinct. I, and we're not going to get them. I, I mean, we have to wait in, in, in here. But the remains of the Chinese spy flight that was shot down are headed to uh, Quantico, the FBI processing lab. Uh, it, look, look here. Look, look, uh, look. Everybody, ask family. Don't get excited about that. We're never going to know what was on those. We're never going to be told what was on those. And here's the simple reason why. Is we owe China too much money. Look, th- this president thinks because we owe them so much money, he has to cater down to him because he's scared. I-, I-, I don't know why I've waited this long to say that this administration. This, this administration, our country is led by a coward. A fucking coward. And he is going to let shit like this happen all the time. He's a coward and a liar. If you don't believe me, let's listen to a couple of his recent press outings.
3: Like my son, an Iraqi war veteran with the United States military, the United States Army, who described January 6th as something from a medieval battle. Let's play that one more time. Like my son, an Iraqi war veteran with the United States military, the United States Army, who described January 6th as something from a medieval battle.
2: A medieval battle. His son, his son who who fought in Iraq, this isn't Hunter, this is Bo. You know, the one that died. The one that died before he was even elected, which meant... He wasn't even around for January 6th. How could his son describe January 6th as a medieval event? Yes, I I see, a medieval. Where's the members of the press going, "Um, Mr. President? uh, Hold on, let's play that one more time.
3: Like my son, an Iraqi war veteran with the United States military, the United States Army. Who described January 6th as something from a medieval battle.
2: How is it that Bo Biden died in 2015? Yet he can describe the events that happened on January 6th, 2021. Hmm. Hmm. He's trying to say medieval. But he's too fucking stupid. And now... Boy, if you really want your intelligence assaulted, listen to this. Taking you
0: take any blame for
3: inflation, you just President? I take blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Can
8: you take any blame for inflation?
2: asked if he took any blame for the inflation problem in America that started under his watch. And he blames the previous administration. Once again, here, we'll go by this one step at a time.
3: Are I taking I blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here?
2: Yes, it was called the COVID economy because you and your other Democrats... Decided to shut down everything, and the president went along with it due to states' rights. There was no inflation. When COVID hit, we were at our strongest we had been in a long, long time financially. Fiscally, America was doing well. Jobs. All-time low unemployment numbers for minorities. And Joe Biden has the gall to say that the previous administration did this stuff.
3: Jobs were hemorrhaging.
2: Yes, because everything was shut down. Nobody was being able to go to work and businesses were closing.
3: Inflation was rising. No, it
2: was not. You raised the gas prices. You were responsible for that, closing down the Keystone Pipeline and then buying all of Russia's fucking oil.
3: We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here
2: we- really we weren't manufacturing anything here well I tell you what to all those hard-working American manufacturers God bless you God fucking bless you from small entrepreneurs to big companies how dare you and where once again is the outcry from the press. Why is it taking a fat podcaster from Rockwall, Texas to call the president out? Why isn't there anyone in there with some stones that says that's a lie? Don't you remember you blamed inflation the first time on Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine? My God. Like like I heard these videos yesterday, and I I, I was I was dumbfounded. I, I I was speechless, literally speechless. I have this is this is the thing that worries me. I I don't worry about a lot of stuff when it comes to the country and things like that. I don't think that we have ever, at a time in this country, known so little about what's going on in the country. Meaning, I, I, I have no idea what's going on. Are we in bed with the Russians? Are we in bed with Ukrainians? Are we in the bed with Chinese? I would imagine with this administration, the answer is yes to all those somehow. Oh, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating to, to see this stuff and, and, and report it and then have to talk about it and explain this shit. You're lying your ass off. Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, Yeah, until they unleashed the bat flu. Exactly. The economy was awesome with Trump. Yeah. That was Homer Simpson's excuse. It was like that when I got here. Ogre says, because of COVID and Democratic governors, you dumb fuck. Maybe Miss Cleo told Joe that what both thought about January 6th. Oh... There won't be much in the balloon. China has satellites that can collect the same stuff the balloon did. China was conducting a test, not necessarily spying. Look, I I think they got all the information. It's been sent back. And it probably, once it it got shot down, once the balloon part got shot down, I imagine that they have a self-destruct button on all their shit. It fucking wiped everything out. These aren't like the fucking black boxes on a plane. Andrew, good morning. Happy Breakfast Taco Tuesday, but, but I played something for you earlier that I figured you'd like because I know how much you dislike this person, so we'll do it again. Joel Osteen, good grief! Joel Osteen
3: wouldn't rebuke his dog if it barked at him. There you
2: go, Andrew. <laughs> now, now look here, look here. I, I am going to talk about the, this story before anybody gets all worried about it because I've seen it now a number of times. Uh, I have it ready to go in the next segment. Um, there's a rumor going around that Kevin Costner is going to leave Yellowstone. I know. Th- th- that's more important to me than fucking national security. I'm just telling you that right now. But like I said, we'll get to it in the next break. I promise. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Grammys. All that good stuff. I promise you. Now, now <laughs> there is some good shit here, though, coming up. This is my – I think this – and yesterday when I was putting the show together, I stopped – And I thought about this, and I was like, okay. 37% of Democrats want Joe Biden to run in 2024. 62% of Americans think he's done little or nothing. Polls suggest a majority want Joe to step aside for someone younger with voters focused on his gaffes and coughing. Before we get into his gaffes, his lies, his coughing, his inability to lead, his stupidity... His
3: more than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half of the women in, the, in my administration are women.
2: Whatever that means. There's something I want to focus on. What is wrong with the 30 percent, 37 percent of Democrats that still want to see Joe Biden run? What is wrong with you? I, I mean, honestly, were you kicked in the head by a donkey? You are dumber than a box of hair if you want Joe Biden to be reelected. 37%. Now, see, it's a small number, but this is a number that should worry people. Because this is the kind of number that can take votes away from somebody good becoming a leader. of America are dumber than shit. And by the way, by the way, that is a a kind reflection on my part. More than half the women in his administration are women. Given the trans movement, that's probably not an untrue assessment, no? His inability to form an actual sentence and (laughs) stay awake, for fuck's sakes. Vote blue no matter who. Fucking idiots. It's... I figured that would be around twenty five percent. Thirty seven percent want Joe to run again. I, I, okay, all right, just just ask family. I I I um, I implore you. I'm asking you the next time that you hang out with your friends that are so anti Trump or. Or, or you know people that are anti-Trump, do me a favor, and, and they're pro-Biden, and they think, if you have any friends that think Joe Biden's done a good job, ask them this simple question. Please explain what Joe Biden has done without mentioning Donald Trump or the previous administration. What will happen is those people will stroke out in front of you. The reason why is because they can't say anything. Their number one response is, well, at least he's not Trump, which doesn't answer any questions. See, this is the new fighting system for the the weak and the pussified in this country, which, by the way, that number is growing exponentially each and every day, because they can't argue with you. They can't have a conversation with you. When you ask them the question, and I've seen this done so many times on video, it's fantastic. How is Donald Trump a racist? Oh, my God, that's a stupid question. Well, okay, if it's such a stupid question, that means you have the answer. Please tell me how he's racist. Well, he kept kids in cages in Mexico. Well, actually, that was the previous administration. That, that wasn't him doing that. That was just what was happening from the previous administration. You know, the black guy? See, once you hit them in the face with knowledge and truth, they usually walk away or they scream, and they call you horrible names. Why? Why? Because they vote on feelings. America is run on feelings now. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> Mr. Arnie, can we get rid of all the Democrats? No. no. And, and here's the problem. is We need the Democrats. Because Republicans are not any better. They're going to fight the same way when they get in power. Maybe they'll use facts and logic. I doubt it. Because our country is run on feelings now. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. America is a crap hole of feelings. Everybody has to get their feelings out. Oh, my gosh, that hurts my feelings. I'm going to get rid of you. All you got to do is watch any part of the Grammys from the other night, and you will know that the world is nothing but virtue signaling 24-7. And by the way, that is what's going to end us. Uh, Let's see. uh, Of course, Joe has women in the administration. He wants to smell their hair. Even Bubba and Roscoe hate by, oh, absolutely they do. Fucking Roscoe just starts crying every time he comes on the TV. Don't we have an ass member who voted for him? I want to know if they'd vote for him again and why. I, I imagine there are a lot of people in the ass family that voted for him. Because he wasn't Trump. And I understood that at the time. But now that we have two years of data, two years of this, there are a lot of people that found Donald Trump to be a caustic personality. Why? Well, because that's when we, we, we started to get into our feelings from about 2008 on. Everybody wanted – and you know what? I, I heard a great thing. It was it was a joke thing about um, Generation X talking about how we're badasses and all this kind of stuff, so of course I'm going to listen. But something was said at the very end that was very, very uh, informative. It said, uh, of Generation X, a third of <laughs> some of them went to jail, some went to rehab, some went to the military, and they're still here to talk about it. Well, I got two-thirds of those. And the other part is this, is that Gen Xers, we didn't have therapists to go talk to. We dealt with our fucking problems on our own. Now did we do it correctly? I don't know. I don't know what is correct. if If what's correct for me isn't correct for you, then it's not correct, I guess. But if it works for me, then doesn't that work? But instead, now we all have to go see a therapist and talk about our feelings and and and, and burn pictures of old boyfriends and shit like that. No. No. No, you get you got to sack up. That's what you got to do. You got to fucking sack up. And, and, and I'm
4: tired of people not sacking up. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took a dump at work.
8: I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom
4: and creativity.
8: The
1: least he can do is when I poop.
2: Morning, Alicia. She says, "Morning, ass family. My weekend has finally started." B Coop says, "Last week, a major asked me why I refused to acknowledge preferred pronouns. I told her I identify as a general and I want to I want to take command." She told me not to be ridiculous, and I responded, "Now you understand." Well, you know what? You were completely
8: correct, the mundo. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that's the best way to throw this on people, and then they don't accept it. Wait a second. I'm supposed to accept theirs that I find ridiculous, and then I say what I want to be, and you say, well, that's ridiculous. How is that ridiculous? How dare that major not understand your feelings, V. Coop? The rest are survivors. You're damn right. We were the last tough generation, and that shit wasn't compared to our parents and theirs. Yeah, Oh. Look here. Look, you go, you go to the, the greatest generation, the World War II generation, and baby boomers. They're a whole lot tougher than Gen Xers. But you see, that's the beauty of being a Gen Xer. Some of us were raised by baby boomers, maybe some of the greatest generation, depending on how old your parents were when they did it. Um my, my dad would be part of the probably the greatest generation because he was born before World War II. And we're raised with that and we're raised with the baby boomers. We were taught to fucking hard work, shut our mouths, and behave ourselves. And if we don't, we're going to get a fresh one across the mouth. Seems to have worked. See, but but once again, we'll break this down. There is a part of Generation X. That fell off. They're the ones that were picked on by us tough kids. And and instead of – they're the ones that started this therapy booth. And they found love with other losers like them, and they procreated. And they procreated like rabbits. Because I think there are some Gen X kids out there that are, uh, that are Generation Y kids that were raised by Gen X people. That are fantastic. I know two of them personally. And I know there are a lot more. But I know two kids that were raised by two Gen Xers that are badass motherfuckers. Um, Dad Darren says, Good morning, ass family. Damn Mixler forgot to send me my reminder. Son of a bitch, Mixler. Come on. People need to learn the process through sh- process through shit that happened in their life. You see a therapist if you need doing help doing that. Hmm? Raised the right way. That's awesome, B. Coop. My dad fought in World War II. He made me when he was 50. Oopsie. Yeah, my dad had me when he was 45. My mom was 46. I was playing, though, because they did want a golden child. The chosen one, as I like to call myself in family circles, if I'm ever invited to family circles. I will walk into a room and say the chosen one is here. Oh, don't think I won't. And don't think I haven't, because I have. Why? Why? It upsets them exponentially. And that's my goal in life, is to piss them the fuck off. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, by the way, it, in this is, uh, it, I would have to say that this is probably the biggest Duh. record number of Americans say they are worse off under Joe Biden.
8: Duh.
2: I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, really? Do, do we need this story written? Baby boomers had it way better than Gen Xers. Gen Xers are thus tougher than boomers. I don't know about that. Look, look, baby boomers, they were raised by some salty fucking veterans. They, they, they were raised by the people that defeated the Nazis. I, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to fuck with them. The chosen one has arrived. Yeah, oh, yeah. If we stepped out of line, we got disciplined not only by our parents, but friends, parents, and stri- Oh, you goddamn right. You goddamn right. If you were acting up in a store and you were away from your parents and you, like, bumped into a lady or something, you know what that lady did? That lady would grab you by the arm, and she would take you to your mama and your daddy and say, Hey, your unruly kid is causing a ruckus over here. And you know what would happen next? Well, let me tell you what would happen next, because I do have real-world experience with this, what happened next is one of two things. Either dad whips you right there, or mama, the the one that has a little bit more couth, mama takes you out to the old car where she opens up the back passenger-side door, or not the passenger-side door, the back driver-side door, in an old Dodge Dart. And she sits down, and she says, come here. And she bends you over her leg, and she spanks the shit out of you. And uses your original first name, damn it, Arnie. Uh, Yep, thanks to Joe, my kids school refused to adopt woke curriculum, and now I have to pay for school lunches. Uh, their parents may have been the best of the best, but they created the best of times in America. Being a kid in the 50s was better than being a kid in the 70s. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean the 50s were great. But the 70s and 80s, hey, man. Dude, we had we had video games, still went outside and played. We'd play video games like at night after dinner. Or if it was raining and shit, and we didn't want to play outside, and it wasn't football season. Because if it was raining, it was football season. And we were outside. See, this is the other problem that I have with America right now is you parents that are next or that are raising the next um, Barry Bonds or the next Roger—not steroid guys, but the next Babe Ruth. At least you think you are. And I don't know how many coaches I've talked to, and professional coaches. I, I've talked to guys who have coached in the NBA. I talked to Tony LaRusso, one of the greatest managers ever in Major League Baseball. Had him on my show live in person. He told me I knew way too much about sports and that my dad did a good job, and I actually cried on the air. Um, you people that focus your kids on only one sport, and I'm not talking about like MMA and karate and, and and all that. That that that's that that's the whole thing. I'm talking about you you baseball parents out there, you football parents, where you got your kid playing that sport fucking 13 months out of the year. The best players in every sport played every sport. Your kid's not going to be because we don't have many people like this. Dave Winfield. All you old people will know who Dave Winfield was, Hall of Fame Major League Baseball player. Dave Winfield went to the University of Minnesota, not on one scholarship, not on two scholarships, but three. He was an All-American in basketball and baseball, and he was like second or third team All-American football. And nobody. And Hangtown, Mike, if you're listening, you can attest to this. Nobody swung a harder bat than Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield never got cheated to play. But he played all the sports. Let your kids go out there and play all the sports. You know, at seven and eight years old, they don't need to play baseball fucking every month out of the year. You're, you're, and, and, and honestly, let me let me just tell you, as a kid growing up, I played football and I played baseball. I wanted to play basketball, but my dad didn't want to do the running back and forth, so I was like, okay. And I wasn't really that good of a basketball player. I could dunk at one point in my life, just to let everybody know, I could dunk. Um, And and it was a regular ball, too, but it was only one-handed. I could not two-hand dunk, so it didn't really count for me. But um, I played football. I didn't like it, it because they stuck me on the offensive line. I liked the defensive line. But, man, oh, man, I would I, – nothing, nothing gave me more joy than when springtime came on and my dad and I would oil up one of my gloves and get ready for baseball season. Oh, I loved playing baseball. Shocking that I was a catcher, but I was a pretty damn good catcher and I could hit like a sumbitch. I loved playing baseball. And when baseball season was over, you know what? Played basketball, then played football. If I could skate, I would have probably tried to play hockey. But we know fat people in skating, not a good idea. Just ask that first transgender skater over in Finland. Did everybody get to see the video of that? I, I, I forgot to do I didn't do the story last week. But the, the first ever transgender ice skater performed last week and fell down like four times. Way to kick your own progress in the ass. Arnie could dunk donuts. Yes, I could. My kid does soccer and baseball. He's about to do uh, both this spring. Good. Arised is in the house. You're doing
1: fine, Oklahoma,
2: Oklahoma. There we go. Good morning to you, Arised. Um He wants to do football, but I want to wait until he's a bit older to get into that. No prop. That sounds good. I mean, that's awesome. Truman Show says, good morning, ass. The recordings are good, but nothing tastes as good as some live ass. Amen. Well, welcome to the show this morning. When Joe and Hunter used to oil up the gloves, that had a totally different connotation. My dog could I skate better than her, him, it. (laughs) I ran cross country, played volleyball, and was in four choirs when I graduated. Geez, I can fall four times without getting my winger cut off. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so so uh, most of Americans are saying they're worse off under Joe Biden. Well, once again, let's just play the obvious.
8: Duh!
2: Oh, where do we go from here? Oh, I know where we go from here. We go to Eric Adams. Uh, Eric Adams is the biggest piece of trash. He's the the mayor uh, in New York city, New York city! not, 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 not warranted there, please. Come on. Um, Eric Adams, the other night spent the night in one of those, uh, those makeshift shelters for all the Mexicans. By the way, that's what I'm calling them now. I, I, I don't like migrants. I don't want to call them immigrants. I'm just going to call them Mexicans now because they're coming up from Mexico. So they got to be Mexicans. So he's in this makeshift shelter since these hotels now in Manhattan have said, look, No offense, but we need to make some money. Uh, Y'all need to get the fuck out. And then they camped out on the street because they didn't want to go to the shelter. Well, Eric Adams went to the shelter the other day and spent the night and and made sure he had plenty of press take pictures of him while he was sleeping. Nobody wants to talk about how much security the mayor of New York City had there. Oh, wait, wait. The mayor of New York City. New York City! Got to keep the bit going. Um... But then he came out yesterday and said he is dropping New York's mandatory COVID-19 mandate. Well, I mean. (laughs) um, What about the almost 2,000 employees that were fired because they didn't get it? Hmm. Well, they, they have an answer. City Hall said the 1,780 uh, New Yorkers who were fired, they they, they, say, they say let go, but were fired for not getting the vaccinations won't automatically get their job back, but they will need to reapply. You see, it, it, it it's hard. I'm gonna speak to you as family members now. I'm gonna read this. Um, he's the born in East LA of Mexicans and OTM, other than Mexican, must be hard spending the night with them. You're gonna be eating great fucking Mexican food, right? This is this is the part that I, I just don't understand. Is this? This absolute lie and then not taking any responsibility for. And this has only happened in the last two and a half to three years. Once this COVID thing started, it really fucked up America in the head. Um, those people that were fired for not getting vaccinated and now the vaccine requirements are, are being dumped. Uh, These people should be getting their jobs back, no questions asked. And by the way, by the way, if you have a good enough lawyer, then I would look for some back pay between the time you were laid off and right now. These continuing lies that happen. And, and, by the way, I, I know that I, I, I rip Republicans, too, on this show. I, I mean, how the Republican Party has not gotten rid of this George Santos character is it, – it, 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 it boggles my mind. How they've allowed this fucking asshole to remain in the news for the Democrats. Look, the Democrats are going to pick on everybody, from Lauren Boebert and her big boobies over there in Colorado. To to this moron. Marjorie Taylor Green. These are these are all crazy people. I like Lauren Bobart, though. Gotta say, mainly because they're big boobies. Um, but have some consistency. Use some logic. I, is consistency and logic that hard? I know they're the cornerstones of this show, and by the way, fuck your feelings. That's rule number three. But is it that hard to to be consistent? Is it that hard to use logic? To me, it's not. I just, I I don't understand. The logic to say, my body, my choice. Well, it only applies for, for abortions, not vaccines. Well, why not? Is it not your body and not your choice? Well, it's different. Well, how is it different? Well, you're stupid for asking that. Okay, well, I appreciate Yes, I am stupid for asking that because I want to learn what the answer is. So what is the difference? Well, and, and, and look here. If you try, if you try, I will fucking, I will smash your argument immediately. If you use the, well, ugh, the vaccine, if you get that, that means you won't get sick, which I can jump on right away, right then and there by saying, yes, you can. But I won't. I'll let them I'll I'll let them play their stupid hand out because I know what the answer is. Because, see, I'm consistent with their stupidity. Their answer is, well, you get the vaccine so you don't get sick and you can get a bunch of other people sick and you could cause people to die. My response would be, well, what about all those mothers that die during abortions? That not only the baby dies, but the mother dies. I know it's not a lot, but it does happen. What about that? Well, that that that, that that's stupid. No, well, I understand it's stupid. This is why I'm asking the question, and so I don't sound stupid. It's fucking amazing. The 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 back into look, and and this is where I empower the ass family. This is where I tell you to. Fucking go and be a part of those demonstrations and rallies and get in arguments with these fuckers and then report back to me how right I am with how stupid their arguments are. Oh, a- Alicia, you are more than a hundred uh, percent correct. The mundo—they don't like it when you use something like that against them. Oh no, they usually they'll walk away or they'll be like, oh, "I don't want to talk anymore." Wait a second, you don't want to talk anymore, you're the one that started this rally out here screaming all these, expi- uh, 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 all these terrible things about people on the right and Donald Trump and all this and people, Ben Shapiro not being able to speak places. Wait a second, you're the one that started this, come back and finish it. But they won't. Why? Because they have no fucking courage. They're all cowards. The number one cause of death for blacks is abortion. Sounds like Planned Parenthood is accomplishing the mission that they were created for. Well, that is a true story. The lady that started Planned Parenthood, her goal was to abort black fetuses. She was a racist. And by the way, by the way, uh, I believe it was Charlie Kirk. I saw a video that finally, somebody finally said, but Charlie Kirk doesn't have balls. I lost a little bit of respect for Charlie Kirk on this video. He was at a college. Hold on let Let's see if I can find this. Hold on a second here. Um, Charlie Kirk Abortion. Oh, I h- hear ...has is. to win. Because guess what?
6: Your in truth is, death. your
3: truth doesn't matter. But That's guess still what? You've point. had your truth in this country for the past
6: thousands of decades, you're, thousands of decades. not thousands, whatever, like your, your truth has been the narrative of this country forever. Absolutely. And you think, Roe yes, the white straight male, white male truth,
3: abortion was the, legal in this country the, for 40 years.
6: And before the 40 years, what was And it? crime dropped Thankfully 40% after it went. Hold on. Do you
3: think abortion lowers crime rates?
6: Crime dropped 100%. 40% after abortion became legal. Why, why is that the case? Uh, it's called a statistic. Because Who has the most <laughs> abortions in America? Um, woman?
3: black
0: people.
3: Is that black so, are you trying to say the termination of blacks in the world? That's, that's a very racist argument.
8: That is, not okay.
2: that is exactly what they said. And they go, oh. Nobody wants to report this. Nobody. Nobody wants to report what I'm about to say. Nobody has the fucking guts and the testicular fortitude to say this. Not even Charlie Kirk. And I like Charlie Kirk. Um, I'll say it. If you look at, and honestly, if you look at the number of people incarcerated In 1990 and 1991, you will see a dramatic drop, somewhere around 40% of new prisoners being issued or uh, ushered into prisons. And people scratched their heads about that and said, well, crime is, uh, what's going on here? The 40% can be attributed back to 1972 when Roe versus Wade was made legal and abortions became legal. That girl said it. Crime dropped 40%. What she meant to say were criminals going into the prison system in 1990 dropped 40%. Why? We all know. Charlie Kirk should have just fucking hammered her with that. It's a true stat. Uh, she was a KKK supporter. It's called a statistic. What a twat! I said it. I said it. Look, I'll say I don't. I, I don't have a problem with this a, a, at all.
8: I said it. I said I said it.
2: Dude, yes, absolutely, abortion played a part a part of that. Does that make me racist but because I'm quoting statistics? No. You, I, I love it when, when these guys go to colleges and everybody's talking about the prison system and everything like that. And I don't really like talking about the prison system because I have a, a, a clear thought on the prison system. I know that everyone in there is innocent. Just ask them. When they ask, why is 13% of the country representing 55% of the inmates in prison? There's a simple answer for that. They break the law. You see, what happens is, is that you get arrested. It, it, this, is, this is my very favorite thing to talk about when it comes to this. And I don't like talking about prison, but this is my favorite thing about talking about prisons. I think this younger generation who throw out all these numbers about prison statistics, they don't realize how the judicial system works. See, they think that that a black man gets arrested on the street and then is automatically taken from that police car to the county jail and then taken to prison. Well, it doesn't work like that. You see... As an impartial observer, your species needs to abort more people. Longhorn Winter's Jets says, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. Um, you see, you, you get arrested and you go to jail. and And then you get bailed out maybe. And if you don't have the money, then you have to stay in jail. And then you go for a hearing. And then you you hear your crimes, you talk to the judge and they say, "Okay, we're going to set the hearing date the 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 court case." And then you have a court case unless you plead guilty. And they they look, look, the reason why courts want you to plead guilty is because it saves them money. And that's why when guys plead guilty to like 14 murders, they don't get the death penalty. It's because they've done something nice for the state as they've done this. What the hell is this? I don't know what that is. I'm checking something on my phone here. Oh, that's... I don't even bank there anymore. I'm sure that was a scam. But I have Apple, so... So you go to prison because you either pled guilty to the crime or you're heard in a a courtroom in a jury of your peers. Well, black people don't get a fair shake. Really? What about O.J. Simpson? How about Chris Brown? Chris Brown get a fair shake? Chris Brown, who beat the living shit out of Rihanna, I don't remember him going to prison. You know what celebrity I do remember going to, to jail? Not prison, but jail. And he didn't go for long. Tommy Lee, he beat the shit out of Pam Anderson. You know they had to put him in protective custody because every prisoner in that jail wanted to kill him? Now, wait a second. Tommy Lee is, he might be hung like a black man, but he's Caucasian. Interesting. Now, as I've said many times on this show, and you might not like it, I I, I can't do anything about it. All three of those people that I mentioned, Chris Brown, O.J. Simpson, Tommy Lee. Hell, you can throw in Robert Downey Jr. Remember when he fucking slept in somebody else's bed because he was high on heroin? He didn't spend years in prison. He spent a little time in prison. Do you know what they all have in common? Green. Green. They all have money. And with money, you can buy the best defense attorneys, defense attorneys who are taking on people that are prosecutors that really might not have a love of the job anymore because they're they're scarred by the system. They don't make a lot of money. They aren't as passionate about it as you because, see, they don't get to bill their clients, and I'm talking about prosecutors. They don't get to bill the state $300 an hour for every minute they work on this case. But defense attorneys can't. And if you're going to get paid that much, you're going to give great defense, and you're going to end up, and I'm not saying they're better lawyers than the prosecutors, but the prosecutors have 10, 15 cases they're working on. This lawyer's got one case. If you want me to extrapolate the whole system, I'll extrapolate it for you. But when you get a public defender... Someone who is probably fresh out of college or isn't that great of an attorney to begin with, but they can get a job at the public defender's office, make minimal money, have 30, 40 cases going at once, and they're taking on a prosecutor, and the prosecutor is going to eat them up and spit them out because they're more experienced than them. There's your jail time. If you worked harder and you made more money, guess what? You could afford a better lawyer. Now what's your excuse? Bill Cosby got a fair trial. Bill Cosby got a fair trial, and then they, they, they fucked him. I mean, he, he agreed to something. From what I understand, this is what happened. So they tried Bill Cosby. He was found guilty of raping that one woman, even though we know it's somewhere around 50 or 60. And, um, oh, by the way, we're, we're, we're moving listener mail brought to you by JS Floors. Best floors in the West. Fuck the rest. Moving that to Wednesdays now. Uh, listener mail will be on Wednesdays now, due to the fact that usually Monday and Tuesday I have more stories than usual. So Wednesday will be listener mail. We'll get all listener mails tomorrow. Thanks to JS Floors. Um, let's see. I was going to read some of this. Uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, Bill Cosby. He worked with the DA on something, and when he cooperated with the DA, they had to give something back, and they said, "Well." We won't try you for this, and they tried him for that, and that's why he went to jail, went to prison for a little while, and then got out. And if you don't think money had anything to do with that, well, I got a bridge in fucking Galveston I'll sell you. Um, I was going to say none of them have been in my kitchen, but you're right. Very true. At least that's how it goes from non-celebrities and people with public defenders. The rest think O.J. is innocent. Absolutely they do. I I just, I I love it. I love what's happening. Now, do I do this? You know what? I do this today? Because I know they're meeting in a half hour. Um, An asshole in Los Angeles, uh, who happens to also be a city council member, who expressed unwavering support for defunding and ultimately abolishing the police... Is in a little bit of hot water. After he called the LAPD, asking for extra patrols through the night for his parked white Lexus after it broke down. His name is Hugo Soto Martinez. He represents the 13th District of L.A who identified himself as a police abolitionist on the L.A. City Council questionnaire, questionnaire. Yet he decided that he was going to call and ask for extra patrols because of his broken-down Lexus. Now, ask family, what do we do about that? Well, i tell you what we do. We grab the telephone, and we do this. We go keypad, star six, seven. Um, oh, wait, what, what happened? Oh, there it is. Um, call this number here, 213-473-3231.
6: Welcome
7: to the City of Los Angeles' MyLA-311 Contact Center. If this is a life-threatening emergency, please hang up and call 911.
6: Bienvenidos al Sistema de Los Ángeles 311. Si esta es una emergencia, por favor, cuelgue y llame al 911. To continue in English, press 1. Okay. 311 offers the following self-service option. To report issues involving abandoned vehicles, parking enforcement, or problems with traffic signs or signals, press 1 for the Department of Transportation. No. To report homeless encampments, trash can repair or replacement. No. Or for recycling services, press 2 for sanitation. To report water leaks, power outages, or for other Department of Water and Power-related services, press 3. To speak with a 311 representative, press 0. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available agent. Your call will be answered in the order it was received. Calls may be mm. monitored or recorded for quality assurance.
2: Ooh, this is good music. Is this Cheryl Crow? Uh, uh, mm hmm. See, this was supposed to be the city council's phone number. There's a meeting at 8.30 this morning. another number here, hold on, 213-473-5990, let's try that one, no, they have a fax machine still, good lord, all right, well, well, hold on a second here, let's see, recent, We'll do the first one again. God damn it, i got to go through all that
7: Welcome bullshit. to the city of Los Angeles' MyLA 311 mm-hmm. Contact Center. If this is a life-threatening emergency, please hang up and call
6: 911. No. Bienvenidos oh. al well, sistema de los ángeles 311. Si esta es una emergencia, por favor, cuelgue y llame al 911. Oh, I know
2: it's 8 a.m. there. They have a meeting at to 8.30. To continue in English,
6: morning. press one. 1. All right, here we go. 311 offers the following self-service options. Yeah. To report issues involving abandoned vehicles, parking enforcement, we'll or problems with traffic signs or signals, press 1 for the Department of Transport. Welcome to the Department of Transportation, Parking Enforcement Communication Center, voice response menu. To continue in English, please press 1. Please note that this line is for callers wishing to report a parking violation, request traffic control, or locate an impounded vehicle. Please listen to all menu options before making your selection. To report an abandoned vehicle, obtain information regarding holiday enforcement, dispute a parking citation, and other city services, please press 1. To report... Please listen to the following choices carefully before making your selection. For abandoned vehicles, press 1. For holiday enforcement... Please hold while your call is connected. Thank you for calling the only 100,000 vehicles. My name is Kathleen. How may I help you?
2: Yeah, uh, I want to report a, a broken-down white Lexus. Uh, it, it's been in my neighborhood for a while here in, in, in L.A., and uh, I, I think there might be drugs in it.
6: Okay. So how long has the vehicle been there without any movement?
2: Uh, Like the last 24 hours.
6: Mm. So in order for a vehicle to be considered abandoned, it has to be there for over 72 hours. So we wouldn't be able to process a report for the vehicle today.
2: Okay, but what about the drugs that are in it?
6: You would have to contact the police department.
2: Okay, you guys can't do that and say, hey, somebody's mm-hmm. reporting a drug thing here because I don't want to mess with police.
6: Right, we actually don't dispatch any officers. We're just the call center.
2: Oh, okay, So, so you just let people park all over the city for 24 hours at a time and— You know, if the homeless don't get their cars, then no big deal, right?
6: If you'd like to contact parking enforcement, that would be a different number.
2: Okay. Well, you have a great day, and I love you. They're not going to do anything. Uh, They're going to ignore you because you're pressing one for English. Uh, All right. We'll take a break here, and then we got to get to all the entertainment world news. And holy shit, is there a lot of it. Seven seven five three five seven 357 fans is the number. Uh arnie radio one at gmail.com is where you can write the show. And like I said, moving listener mail to tomorrow once again. Probably gonna be a new Wednesday thing,
8: but we'll see here at ArnieRadio.com.
9: But well, I was raised in a sophisticated kind of style. Yeah, my taste in. Of my dad's mom When I showed up at the door With a date for the senior prom They said i pardon son She ain't no kid That's a cocktail waitress in a Dolly Park wig I said I know it, dad Ain't she cool That's the kind I did. Yeah and I like When just a little On the track They wear their clothes too tight And their hair is dyed Too much lipstick and uh, too much room Gets me excited, leaves me feeling A heart of gold yeah and i like them brassy i like them resin and bold well they say the opposite attract well i don't agree i want a woman just as tacky as me yeah i like my women just a little on the trashy side yeah and i like my women just a little on the trashy side When they wear their clothes too tight and their hair is dyed Too much lipstick and too much rouge Gets me excited, leaves me feeling confused And I like my women just a little on the trashy side
4: A no trespass sign and time to kill Nobody's gonna get hurt So what's the big deal if Somebody truck in a farmer's field And somebody beer Sitting on ice After a long hard day Makes it taste just right On that tail tailgate on a summer night, there's somebody there, sitting on ice. And yeah. there's somebody girl in a red sundress, with an ice cold beer, pressed against her lips. In that farmer's field <laughs> will make a boy mess There's something about a girl in a red sundress. And there's something about a kiss that's gonna lead to more On that drop gate, back behind the corn The most natural thing you ever felt before There's something about a kiss that's gonna lead I'm by the creek around 2 a.m. After a few of those beers, you wanna dive on?
1: I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, so Alec Baldwin
2: has now acquired a lawyer, and this is going to be their defense.
1: You can pull the trigger of this revolver as much as you please, and it will
0: not...
2: (laughs) Well, back to the drawing board they go. I found that video yesterday, and I just died. And even it said on the video, uh, Alec Baldwin's defense. (laughs) Oh, welcome back to the big show here on a uh, Tuesday. Monday Night Raw, not very good last night. Nah, it was all right. I mean, uh, look here. This is the entertainment news section here, and I got to start off with some wrestling stuff. Once again, they got two gals in the main event on Raw. Bailey against, and, and by the way, take the damn nickname the man away from Becky Lynch. There is only one man. When it comes down to it, to be the man, you got to beat the man, son. I mean, come on. Seriously, where where is it? Where, where are my Ric Flair's? Where is it? There it is.
0: You've got to beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase,
8: I am the man. Woo! Yeah.
2: Ric Flair's the man, not you, Becky Lynch. And then you have a cage match. And you're slamming each other's faces into the cages and into the steel and all that. And there's no blood. Come on. That'd be like watching an Abdullah the Butcher match without any blood that's nah, so bad. I, I got to say, that's the one thing I'll give AEW over WWE. They aren't a bunch of damn pussies. Now, we do have news. That's not wrestling news. It seems that Paramount, the network that produces Yellowstone, the best show on TV um they are butting heads correct currently with a uh, star of Yellowstone Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner who's working on a uh, a, a movie, uh, I guess a western and I, I like Kevin Costner and I like Kevin Costner westerns. I, I just like Kevin Costner. Yeah, I didn't like the, the Postman or the Waterworld thing. They, 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 look, you're, you're allowed to have some shit movies. Uh, uh, that movie where he played the serial killer, that was fantastic. Plays a hitman in a movie, fantastic. I like Kevin Costner, and his westerns, out of this world. Well, it reveals that Kevin Costner only wanted to work for 15 days to finish up the second part of this season. That's right, 15 days to do another 10 episodes. I knew I'd get you out with this. Fuck Paramount, still can't get Yellowstone on Paramount Plus, assholes. Sources are telling people that Costner has scheduling limitations. He's directing and starring a Western movie called Horizon. Now, of course, the people at at Paramount, uh, they have stockholders to listen to. uh, They say, we have no news to report. Kevin Costner is a big part of Yellowstone, and we hope that it's the case for a long time to come. The Rumors are is that if you remember what happened last season, they had to move the entire herd down to the 66666 ranch, the four sixes, if you will. And we know that Jimmy's down there, and now Rip's going to be down there, and Teeter, and and Ryan. So half the cast is down there. What looks like is going to happen is they're probably... I'm off to La La Land. Pills kicking in. All right. If Kevin is gone, Yellowstone is done. Well, in a way, I, I feel the same. I think they're going to end up killing him off. And this will spin off into the next series, which is the Four Sixes series, which we all knew was coming. I think they kill off John Dutton, and then the family moves the ranch, and, and the ranch and all that. They move down to the Four Sixes. Beth d- does a deal, rips down there. They all move to Texas because, well, everything's better in Texas except the actors because the actor they're talking about now running the Four Sixes ranch Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right, let's move these here cows, all right? You see, these cows, they're on this equilistant plane that we're on, man, you see? And it's all transcendental, and we all wait for the green lights. as a Texan, as a fellow Longhorn. No. Look, it's already cast. It's already cast. Matthew McConaughey is not a very good actor. I'm just going to tell you that when it comes to roles like this. He did a great job in Dallas Buyers Club. I ain't got nothing to say against him in that. But I see the, 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 the writing on the wall in this. This is going to be an older Dewerson from Dazed and Confused. And I like my Yellowstone. Why do I like the Yellowstone? This is why I like Yellowstone. I like Yellowstone because it's the Sopranos with cowboy hats on it. That's all it is. If you don't think that the Dutton clan is a mob or a gang, Please. They control everything that happens in that part of Montana, just like Tony Soprano did everything in New Jersey. And we get a bunch of colorful characters like Polly Walnuts, like Rip. That's what this show is, and it's fantastic. Kevin Costner was the perfect guy. Harrison Ford in 1923 is the perfect actor for that. Tyler Sheridan has done an amazing job getting the perfect actors for roles. Jeremy Renner and Mayor of Kingstown, fantastic. Matthew McConaughey, I got. I, I'm just gonna say, yeah, you, you get a loud buzzer there, Matt. It's actually Mickey who leaves Britain <laughs> with his hot wife, and they start dealing dope and and rope in Texas. <laughs> you know they're talking about making a Netflix. I heard this ogre. You might like this. I don't know if you have Netflix or not. Uh, They're talking about making a series based on The Gentleman, and they're talking about A Gentleman Part 2. I've heard that from uh, Charlie Hunnam. I'd rather have Woody Harrelson would be perfect. Now shake them hips, boy, and show them girls how to save a horse and ride a cowboy. They've gone way too far with Beth, though, way over the top. I love, I, I, I think they should go further. I'm ready for Beth to kill somebody. I'm going to drive my Lincoln to scoop up these cattle right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Man, you just turn around when you got a bull in the middle of the road and you got a Lincoln because the Lincoln ain't going to mess with it. I will continue to follow this story. Um. Oh, I think the 4-6 is going to fail badly. And, and look, here's the thing. I I do like Matthew McConaughey. I do. I think he's, but but he's he, he's not the right fit. He's he's not. He doesn't have enough angst. That's the problem with Matthew McConaughey. McCa- he's just too much of a fucking dude. Hey man, surfs up, bra. He's too much of a dude. He's 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 too austenited. He's no longer a Texan. He's an Austin-tonian. And if you live in Texas, you know that ain't a compliment. Now, let's talk about the Grammys, shall we? Now, the first thing we're going to talk about with the Grammys is this. I know that she's reinvented herself a number of times, number of different platforms. But what the fuck is with Madonna? Look, I just posted a picture. If you scroll down, and you look at that picture. She looks like look here, all you old movie fans. You'll remember this movie, Alien Nation, with James Caan and Mandy Patinkin. She looks like the Mandy Patinkin character. She looks like a goddamn alien from Alien Nation. Alec Baldwin be a better fit for Six 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 than Matthew. Oh my God, and Gay. Um. <laughs> Jigsaw meme, best thing out right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've seen the Jigsaw meme, but she, dude, like like seriously, what is with her face? Did she get injected with some motor oil? She looks rotten. And she's going on tour this year. She's doing this big tour where she does all her hits. Now, that is not the best meme coming out of the Grammys, but we're not going to get to that just yet. Maybe she's a Rams fan with that hair. I mean, literally, what the fuck? What has happened to her? She looks like Jocelyn Wildstein. I don't know who that is. Who's Jocelyn Wildstein? I mean, th- this is an awful, awful fucking picture of her. She looks terrible. Her face is all puffy and gross, and you can just see all the makeup she's wearing. I mean, damn. Well, I tell you what, these 4K cameras have not done any benefits for fucking old people in Hollywood, and Madonna is old. By the way, I just saw on here, happy birthday today to James Spader. He's old. Oh, Chris Rock, it's his birthday, too. Look at that. We're Learning all kinds of stuff. Uh, but from a distance, she looks fine. The HD cameras are doing that. Yeah, they're showing the real her, the real ugly her. I mean, these aren't 4K cameras. These are just digital cameras. Are, man, she is rough. Woof, that's 28 miles of bad road right there. She looks like a cross between Leah and Wednesday Adams. Well, that new Wednesday Adams girl is kind of cute. Oh, dear God billionaire socialite Jocelyn Wildstein. yep up yep, yep, Madonna's going down that road okay then we could call her uh what's her uh, uh, oh uh, uh, Versace Donatella Versace she looks like that that's not Madonna that's the J Lo and Marilyn Manson love child looks like a lion okay God I look at like someone oh, <laughs> roped a hideous cow and left the rope in her hair. 4 k TV shows all the makeup they're wearing it's crazy how you can see the cover-up caked on I mean it is I mean it is on in full force and the outfit she's wearing with the the black and the she looks stupid I mean it she kind of looks like an like a, a German war criminal I mean uh, then you scroll down and you see old pictures of her when she was halfway decent I mean, the only reason why people like Madonna is because she was a slut. And she put it out there. She threw that badge around like it was nobody's business. She fucking proposed to Vanilla Ice. She got terrible taste in men. And by the way, her daughter's ugly, too. So you're saying when uh, sings Like a Virgin, it's going to be hard sell? Oh, amen to that. She can't sing that song anymore. She is, look, look here. New rule. I'm, I'll steal from Bill Maher. Who, by the way, his, his uh, and you're out, was the one who, who showed this to me. His new rules this weekend, Bill Maher is being attacked by the left, which I find to be hysterical that the left is eating their own, especially such a big proponent of the left in Bill Maher. And Bill Maher will never go to the right, and I respect him for that. But I respect him standing his ground and being a man. And that takes a lot for me to say because I do not like him. I hear the new Madonna tour is going to be called the Early Bird Special. Yeah, the show starts at 4.30. Weird Al nailed it years ago with his Like a Surgeon cover. Oh, fucking A. All right, but that isn't even the best thing to come out of the Grammys. No, no, no. There's something else that came out that, that is fantastic. Um, all these different Ben Affleck memes that are out there, because Ben Affleck was not having a good time. All you gotta do is look at some of the pictures from him that night, and there was one part on camera where 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 the two of them here. I'll I'll, I'll share it with y'all. Where they're caught on camera and they're arguing. Break free. Okay, I don't care about the advertisement for breaking away and getting free um the camera's on him trevor noah the host which by the way terrible host sorry ll cool j you I gotta t- go i gotta go
9: all right i got no no mom no mom it wasn't the actual devil no they were just dressed oh, as we'll the, talk yeah, about go. that i gotta go all right i got no no mom no
2: mom she's saying stop look more friendly look like you want to be here Ben Affleck did not want to be at the and, and the memes going o- around the uh, the internet are fantastic and you know what that makes me do right <sighs> oh I'm smelling something well, you know what I'm sa- hold on a second here let, let, let me let me let me find something here let me find the appropriate song that I want to play for Benifer, the original Benifer. Uh, there it is
8: right there. Uh, here we go. I had it in my life. Hold on.
5: Tear the heart right out of me. Our
0: D-I-V-O-R-C-E
2: becomes final today. Oh, I'm smelling it. Oh, I am smelling it. Oh, what? what, what do you smell what the rock is cooking? I smell what the rock is cooking. You're damn right I smell it. I love it. I love it, too. You can share the I Took a Dump at Work song, please. Uh Hold on a second. Let me do this. Uh Please tell me she's leaving him for.
0: Disappear like Banksy. From ocean to ocean. Sea to sea. I'm something that you gotta
8: say.
2: till I die, baby. Pitbull and J-Lo together? Oh, the Latino world would be on fire. That would be what we call muy Caliente. Uh, the I Took a Dump, you want me to play? Uh,
8: I can't share it on here. I can't put it up here. I can only play it, but I'll play it again. I took a dump at work. I moved on the company dime. I took a dump
0: at work.
1: I
8: do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo.
2: Baby. There you go. Not gay ass says, isn't Ben sober again? Imagine sitting through that shit without a buzz. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now. I root for people in recovery. I do. I, it, no matter how much I despise you as a human being, I root for people that are in recovery. Because I know how hard it is. I got to tell you, this one, th- this might do it to him. Ben, look, look. This is the thing that I, I can appreciate about Ben Affleck is that he is the he's the epitome of someone who is controlled by their front lobe, very creative fellow. But also, you know, he he when when he finds something that he really really likes, like marriage. Or or alcohol or gambling because, you know, he's been kicked out of a few casinos because he can count cards, which isn't illegal. It's just frowned upon in Nevada, but they still don't want him there. All of those are front brain things right there. And look, like I said, I, I'm rooting for Ben Affleck to stay on the straight and narrow. I, I would never say anything. But uh, thanks, Arnie. I had to play it for someone in the office bathroom. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um. I, 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 I'm not going to say this, but this would this would be enough for somebody who wasn't strong enough in it. But yeah, Ben Affleck, oh, yeah, th- this this reuniting with, or with with Jennifer Lopez, probably not the best idea. Now, we have to continue with the Grammys. Two more stories about the Grammys. I'll, I'll do the least threatening one here, but I, I do love it. I do love this story if I can find it. Oh, there it is. I didn't I didn't highlight it. Well, that's the stupid part of me. The Grammys I guess did a tribute to the 50 years of rap. Now, I think they're playing Fast and Loose with some ni- time there. 1973. I know the Sugar Hill Gang was around in the 70s and Blondie had a a rap out there that mentioned Fab 5 Freddy in it. Um so they, they had a big tribute to rap music during the Grammys. Shocking. Um, and then they were going to pay tribute to uh, one of the members of the, uh, the Migos. You remember the fellow that was gunned down playing in a dice game in an alley in Houston? Only the best people go to the dice games in the alleys in Houston. Um, but his two bandmates, Quavo and Offset, part of the Migos. There's three of them. And, and by the way, they are rotten. As far as rap music goes, I don't know how people hold them up because they are, they are the pioneers of mumble rap. The <laughs> so they were going to honor their fallen comrade with, with a tribute to him at the Grammys because I guess he was the most important musical person to die last year. Um, But instead, Quavo and Offset got into a brawl so intense backstage that they had to be pulled apart. Boy, nothing, nothing to me says honoring a homie, more like getting in a fight backstage. They, uh, they were feuding over the musical tribute to take off, which, by the way, there's a musical tribute to a rapper that isn't that good. The, the, the year that, that, that Prince died, did they just stop the Grammys and play nothing but Prince all night? Because they should have. Sources at the show said the outlet, uh, just before Quavo took the stage to perform Without You during the In Memoriam segment, he and Offset got into a physical fight over the fact that Quavo refused to allow Offset to participate in the tribute despite the Grammys requesting it. I have talked far too much already now about the Migos. This is why we can't have anything nice. Now, the big story that was everywhere yesterday about the Grammys. Um, A tweet by CBS leading into Sunday night's Grammys caused a stir um, when singer Sam Smith, which featured a photo of the non-binary singer, the male singer, In rehearsal with devil horns It said this is going to be special Smith tweeted with a devil emoji And if you saw it They were all in red And devil ears And all this kind of stuff And before the show He had a bunch of scantily clad gals In red And guys with long black wigs Looking like The almighty Devil (laughs) worshippers Sam Smith has been a singer for a while now. He's been around. And is he a good singer? I don't know. I've never been a fan of his. I I think that he got quickly replaced when a better singer, and it pains me. You don't know how much it pains me to say that a better singer came and took all his thunder, and this is the better British
1: singer. I found a love for me.
2: When that panty dropper came out, Sam Smith pretty much went into hiding. So what did Sam Smith do? Well, Sm- Sam Smith decided, and we all kind of knew that Sam Smith might be in the old alphabet mafia. We all kind of figured that out. I don't care. I don't care where you put it in. Whatever, just don't come around me with it. I'll hang out with you, but don't take your wiener out. I'll only hang out with you if there's like 50 other people in the room. Talented singer, sure. But he got got pushed aside because a better little British singer came out, and he was more appealing to the ladies because he wasn't quite so gay. See, that was the thing about George Michael. We all knew George Michael was gay. But he wasn't, like, over the top with it. I mean, we, we, we knew. Freddie Mercury, the same way. They were a little on the butch side. Sam Smith, not too much. Now, wait, 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 wait. Now, Cowboys, girl, before you get started here, before anybody gets started on this, and I'll read what you said here. Uh, I have a problem with it. It's okay to worship the devil but not pray at school. So many want to get rid of God, but allow this garbage. Keep playing with fire, people. This has nothing to do with God or the devil. Okay. Uh, Hangtown Jen says, I have no clue who these people are. I'm getting old, and my interests are irrelevant. Yeah, it, it, it is sad. Sam Smith, who, by the way, jumped on this whole non-binary thing, and then comes out to this, this is nothing more than the same thing that Mötley Crüe did in the 80s that that Ozzy Osbourne was known for in his Black Sabbath days <laughs> Sam Hunt is not a devil worshipper Mötley Crüe are not devil worshipers Marilyn Manson probably he knows Anton uh oh uh, Anton Levay I believe is the leader of the Satanic Church Um, I believe Marilyn Manson, I I believe he's a a priest in the satanic church. So you can say he's a Satan worshiper. Even Guar was performing. I wouldn't give a fuck about the Grammys. It's just another celebrity circle jerk. Um, I guess I'm busted. I like Marilyn Manson. I I have no problem. Look, look. This was all a shock value entertainment show. That's all this was. This was a shock value thing. I'm talking about it today. People talked about it all day yesterday. I know a lot of people don't know who these people are, and we're going to move on quickly so I can get back to people that you know who they are, because we have a couple of debates to have here, and uh, I'm not very happy about these debates. But all I'm going to say now about the Sam Smith thing is just settle down. He's not a devil worshiper. This was not a satanic ritual on television. This was entertainers trying to get noticed. That's all it is. Sam Smith wants to live the lifestyle that Ed Sheeran has. <laughs> That's not saying a whole lot, but there you go. I guess I just wanted to be fair, but I know we don't live in a fair world. There's been plenty of times that people come out, and, and, and I mean, look, look, one of my favorite all-time rappers, he would perform this in concert all the time. This is a great song. Let's mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. stop, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Such a long, long train ride. Such a long, long train This is like long. the greatest DMX song, but come on. The rain.
2: And I know that he performed that on some award show. He did that one, and, and people were like, oh my god, they're having Jesus all over it. It's all for shock value. They want people to watch. They want people to talk about it. They want people to tweet about it. The, with this new world that we live in, in this social media world, the best thing that could happen is that people are tweeting, making memes, doing everything they can because it's front of mind. And that's all they care about. They're just trying to put asses in seats. Remember, it is called show business. Marilyn is fucking awesome in concert. Can't wait till he gets his court shit taken care of and goes back on tour. I've seen him three or four times. He's phenomenal in concert. Phenomenal performer. Now, here's a guy who I've never seen before, who I hear is an amazing performer. I don't like his politics at all. Uh, If you think that Born in the USA is a pro-America song, listen to the fucking lyrics. But Bruce Springsteen, you know, that common man, that guy from New Jersey, everybody's favorite working class hero, he has a magazine out that his fans put together. Uh, Uh... Uh, the, the name of the magazine is Backstreets. I guess that has something to do with like and these are like Uber fans of Bruce Springsteen. The magazine has been around for 43 years. And they have pretty much said to Bruce Springsteen,
9: "Fuck you too!"
2: After finding out that some of his ticket prices will cost in upwards, of $4,000. I got to find a good, good volume for that. Um, we are immensely proud of the work Backstreet's has done. We are forever grateful to the worldwide community of fellow fans who have contributed and supported our efforts all these years, but we know our time has come. If you read the editorial Backstreet published last summer in the aftermath of U.S. ticket sales, you have a sense of where our heads or hearts are. Dispirited, downhearted, and yes, disillusioned. It's not a feeling we're all accustomed to, especially with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Tour. Uh, fans were stunned by his upcoming tour costs when tickets went on sale last summer, followed by a statement addressing pricing backlash. If you spend $4,000 to see Bruce Springsteen, I'm going to punch you in the damn mouth. I hear DMX was great in concert, but I'll never know. No, you won't. Neither will I. Uh, Fuck Bruce. Now that douche needs to really shut his cum hole. Inflation must have hit Bruce. By the way, I I heard Ticketmaster already belly aching about Beyonce. Beyonce announced that she's going on tour. Not that anybody gives a fuck. Um, well, there are a lot of people who do give a fuck. I shouldn't say that. Not many people on this show give a fuck. Um, Ticketmaster has come out and say, "Oh, well, there's there's an eight hundred percent increase on demand for her tickets as well." What do you? D- <laughs> I need to get a job at Ticketmaster. And and the reason why is because I, I am smarter than everyone that works at Ticketmaster. Every single person that works at Ticketmaster, I'm smarter than. For one simple reason. We've seen it happen already once. And by the way, I think it happened with Taylor Swift first. For the simple fact that if it would... Let me ask you. Let, let's play the dumb game. If Beyonce sales went on, ticket sales went on before Taylor Swift, and they had the same horrible actions that happened—people not being able to get their tickets, uh, the secondary market blowing up. How do you think that would have gone over? if people were to have to spend thousands of dollars on Beyonce tickets before Ticketmaster fixes their problem oh there would there would have been a lot of outcries a lot of outcries i honestly think that's why taylor swift tickets went on sales for there were outcries but they weren't the outcries that'll shut a company down the outcries of racism when when an artist like Beyonce, who's won more Grammys than anybody, which I still don't understand, or Taylor Swift, who's one of the most popular artists out there, which I don't understand. When neither one of them have toured for five years, you think there's not going to be a bigger interest in them when they come out on tour? Once people get their $5 million in reparations, they can afford Beyoncé tickets. Like I said, I'm not a fan. I, I, I understand that she has lots of fans, and Taylor Swift has lots of fans, too. And these artists who, quote-unquote, care about my fans, oh, I care about my fans, I care about my fans, then fix the fucking system. Fix the fucking system for your fans. I believe somebody like Beyonce or Taylor Swift could go, no, I want to sell my tickets elsewhere. I don't know how many more concerts I'll end up going to in my life. I know there's only a few people that I'd, I'd really like to see ever again. George Strait is one of those, even though I've seen him 12 times. I don't care. I want to see Sturgill Simpson if he ever tours again. I'd like to see Morris Day in the time. I was supposed to bring them on stage, but I moved away. I'd love to see those bands, but I'm afraid... uh, There's a a country artist who, they're, they're reopening the Longhorn Ballroom here in Dallas, which is a historic place. The Sex Pistols actually played there. The original Sex Pistols um longhorn ballroom and uh this new country artist who came out last year that i was all on fire for morgan wade is playing there their tickets are like 70 bucks i'm not paying 70 dollars for an artist who only has one album out i'm not going to do it i'm sorry and, and it's 70 dollars and then there are service fees Why do you have service fees? Longhorn Ballroom owned by Ticketmaster or or whatever the other corrupt place is. I wonder if Adele would have the same issue. I'll just do that for you because I need to cool off. Hello. Yeah, hello.
4: It's me. We know it's you. I was wondering now, if after all these years you'd like to meet me. No, I,
2: I don't want to meet you. I'm sorry. I, I just don't. I want ticket prices to come down. If you want to charge, I don't know, $50 to $100 for front row tickets, okay. The secondary ticket world, once again, this is something we got to talk about. Um, it's become such an industry. The secondary ticket market has killed going to concerts for normal people. You can go online and you can go up against the bots and refresh and refresh and refresh all the times you want. You can go out and stand in line at Ticketmaster ticket places. You can do all that shit. Guess what? The best seats are gone. You know who has all the best seats? All the secondary markets. And they're going to upcharge the shit out of you for them. And by the way, same thing is happening in sports. Uh, Anymore I begin to think people who pay more than $50 for a ticket for anyone is just a sucker who's better off spending it on drugs and hallucinate you're on stage. Just stop going, kill the ticket industry, and get back to basics. But I also like uh, pissing in the wind. Yeah. And that's what it is, because we're still gonna go to shows. I mean, it, like I, I went to Billy Bob's and saw a few shows uh in the last couple years. Uh people I really wanted to see. I got to see them and, and they weren't too ridiculously priced. Billy Bob's a terrible sound. Not not a not a good acoustic place, but hey, I got to see Pat Green and Robert Earl Keen. I'm happy about that. I will stop going. There aren't many concerts I want to go to. I told you the concerts I want to go to. And if they're ridiculous, and and one of the shows will be in Vegas, George Strait. And Vegas don't fuck around with that shit. And by the way, what is a service fee? Why is the service fee $28? I mean, I did all the work. I went online, and I picked out my seat. Click, click. I put in my credit card number. I hit all the agrees. Now, why does it cost me $25 to use your system? What in the fuck are, am I paying for? You print me a ticket, and or you print me two tickets and a receipt, that's worth $25. Y'all need to go to Kinko's then. <laughs> See, I, I still don't know what the services are for. I don't get it. Oh, wait a second. It's to line the executive pockets. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Kind of like, what the fuck is an actual resort fee? Yes, more ways to get it into the executive's pocket. That's it. All right, one more story before we get to our debates. Uh, I spent $75 to see Chris Stapleton a few months ago, and I wasn't mad at the money I spent. Also got upgraded to VIP tickets by Lesbo, who worked there, no reason. I think she may have liked me and my sister. Okay. Thunder Valley is opening the venue with the Eagles and Bruno Mars. I wanted to go to both badly, but lowest price is $300. Fuck that. And it's not even really the Eagles. I mean, half of them are dead. Pam. See, I used to do this in Reno, and and Reno never caught on, or maybe they did, but I left. When Reno would have a concert that I didn't want to pay for, I'd just go out to the parking lot. When they were were doing concerts at the Grand Sierra, I would just go out to the parking lot and listen to the show there. Hell, I saw Kenny Chesney uh, open up for Alabama. I wasn't a big Alabama fan back then. I watched Kenny Chesney open up for—I didn't even watch him. I just listened to him when I was there hitting golf balls. Thunder Valley, you used to be able to park in the parking lot next to it, and now they have security that kind of watches that. Just go up and hang out by the main gates. Of, uh, it uh, go, go park and then go act like you're walking in the casino. You'll be good to go. You won't have to pay a dime. You're welcome, Pam. Tom Brady's underwear selfie during tropical vacation causing the Internet to break down. Billy Bob, uh, Zach just said, does, does uh, Billy Bob sound better than Arco? Arco was a terrible place to see a show, except if you sat really high up. That was the only place. My wife wanted to see Brino Mars at Thunder Valley, but I wasn't dropping $500 a ticket. Well, there you go. Take her out to dinner and just hang out right there at the, at the front door. There you go. Here's Tom Brady sitting in his underwear, holding his crotch. Did I do it right at Gronk at Edelman 11? I guess, is he thinking of modeling now? He puts an underwear ad out on. And let me just tell you, Tom Brady, Tom, you shouldn't do these pictures because, well, you're not muscular at all. You look like a regular white guy. You look just like a a normal white guy. You kind of look like you got Johnny Knoxville's body, minus the tattoos. Oh, the venue is their new indoor arena. Oh, I didn't know they had a new indoor arena. Well, that's fancy. I used to get tickets free all the time to concerts at Thunder Valley. I was a manager at the uh, closest hotel, the casino. All the musicians would stay at our hotel because they didn't want fans bombard them at their casino. Oh, that's interesting. There you go. So there you go. There's, there's Tom Brady holding his crotch in the ad because he doesn't want his big wiener to be shown. Sawyer's dad says, good morning, Arnie. I thought Arco Arena was bad till I went to Golden One Center. That place is garbage. You know, I have not been to a show there. I appreciate you telling me that, Sawyer's dad. I've heard some bad things about the new Golden One Center and the acoustics. Wouldn't you think? Look, look, I know I'm asking a lot here for Sacramento and the Sacramento government. Um." Wouldn't you think that you would have listened to all the different complaints about ARCO over the years? Pretty much every single radio station ripped it apart. Every fan ripped it apart. And then they build the Golden One Center. And, and look, I like the Golden One Center. I think it's kind of cool. It's very unique. Seats are a little small, but I'm fat. Um, but And, by the way, the top part, boy, that is awful steep. I don't like those really steep seats they got up there. And, and, and I've only been there a couple times, seen a couple basketball games. But I've heard the acoustics suck there. And that's no good. BB King State Hotel. My housekeepers didn't know what uh, the big deal was. They were mainly Ukrainian. Uh, I haven't been to a show there either. Got any hookups? Uh, I saw a Sevenfold and Roger Waters at Golden One, and it sound was great. Um, no, she doesn't have hookups anymore, Pam. Sorry. Uh the venue has a lot to do with it, but here's the other thing. Go see somebody. I, I don't know who you saw there, Sawyer's Dad, and I, I'm not going to say they don't have good sound people, but sound people matter. Like Motley Crue, I saw them at, at Wheatland on their farewell tour. It sounded like shit. A week later, I saw Soundgarden there. Motley Crue was the first time. Sound, I saw Soundgarden there a week later. It was one of the best sounding concerts I've ever been to. The first one sounded like I was listening to an AM radio station. Motley Crue sounded like I was listening to an AM station. That's all their sound people. I went there for Jimmy Buffett. He said it was his first time in 26 years since he was in sack. By the look on his face, it'll be 35 years before he comes back. It was disappointing to say, and you'd figure he'd have pretty good sound people. That sucks, man. I am sorry. That that that's the worst when it sounds bad. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let it's time to have a few debates here and a few questions I have because this story that came out yesterday. We got two stories about movies. There is a new documentary and a new movie that they're talking about making. Well, they're not they're not talking about it. Because a lot of people are upset about this. Well, actually, it is. Uh, I, I, I'm so, I'm sorry. The new movie starring his nephew, Jafar, will start filming later this year. After the director of the Michael Jackson
8: <laughs>
2: <laughs> documentary, Leaving Neverland has slammed the makers of the new blockbuster biopic to start filming this year, claiming it will glorify a man who allegedly raped children. Hmm. So here's my big question. And then I have a follow up question. And it doesn't have to be music. Uh, I asked this of our movie reviewer yesterday. And our movie reviewer, of course, is Christopher, who did a great job reviewing uh, the M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie. Um. He had a bunch of ideas, but but well, I'll get to his ideas next. Do you think that there should be a Michael Jackson biographic movie? Kind of like the, the Elvis movie this year, which, by the way, I watched again this weekend. That kid deserves the Academy Award. I'm just telling you that. He, he was fantastic. Um, but, you know, the biopics like Ray, Walk the Line. Do you think that we need one for Michael Jackson? <laughs> Start with uh, Sawyer's dad. He says his sound guys were very good. the first time uh, seeing him, and my dad used to go every year. He said Buffett was a sound guy, and his face was like, oh, God, I went there for monster trucks, and it was also disappointing. Okay. Are they going to include the scenes that made him impersonate Mike Honcho? And they made me spread my butt cheeks apart. Cowboy's girl says yes. Sassy Pammy says yes. Braddy Kid says hee-hee. Hangtown Jen says yes. Ogre says no. Uh, If it isn't slanted one way, then yes. Didn't we have the American Dream movie about the Jacksons? Yeah, but that's the Jacksons. This is not Michael. I think Michael Jackson has too many. uh, Desmond and his family is warped to the point that they won't allow it. He, he, hell no. Depends on who plays him. It's going to be his nephew. Zach says Corey Feldman needs money, I guess. Corey Feldman is on tour right now, and and this is the one thing I hate about TikTok. People love putting up Corey Feldman videos of him doing live performances. Corey Feldman is is a bucket of ass. Uh, But we'll get one, a true one, one can people stomach uh, till the dirty end. (laughs) Is it produced by Woody Allen? Well, that leads me to my second question. Because I don't have an answer. There's not really a debate to have yet about this Michael Jackson film. Do I think that, that, that we should look? The man, you, you can't take away what he did professionally. You can't. And then the allegations, well, you can't look past those either. Because there were so many. And his crazy life. I mean, this is the guy this this guy brought a new level to eccentric. He bought the bones of the elephant man for God's sake. He had live elephants at his house in California. Who knows I love his music can separate the music from the acts of the crea- uh, creator did? I can, but who gets to write and direct in the last few years? Yeah. If they keep it real and show the payoffs, an interview where he admits to sleeping with kids in his bed. No, produced by Roman Polanski. Yes, and Gary Glitter, who was just released from a U.K. jail for the same crimes, will be doing the soundtrack. Now, here's a question I posed to Christopher, and he said he he came back with George Washington, Ben Franklin, You know, uh, 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 really good ideas, but who would you like to see have a biopic come out? Because I love the biopics. The Queen one was great. Walk the Line was great, except Joaquin Phoenix. Elvis was amazing. Great Balls of Fire biopic way back in the day was great. Who would you like to see a movie about? None in this current day anything about founding fathers. It doesn't have to be just founding fathers. That was just Christopher's reaction, and and, and I'm with you there. I don't think it would I, it would be made due to the fact that they were slave owners because that's what we did back then. Um, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the Beastie Boys. I'd like to see one about Black Sabbath, at least Ozzy or Bob Marley, Pink Floyd. I think DMX would be pretty interesting. These are all great choices. I I like the Ozzy one. Prince Van Halen Michael Jordan Michael you can't do Michael Jordan there's nobody that could pull off that role there's just nobody that could do that Leonard Skinner. you know I'd like to see I'd like to see a good because they've had one out a biopic I'd love to see a biopic on Prince I really would um Prince would probably be one of my my top ones, but my my absolute top one would be Evil Knievel. I want to see what made that guy tick. Evil Knievel was a great stuntman and he was an even better businessman. Get Michael B Jordan to play Michael Jordan, Gary Busey, the dude in the office wears so much cologne, gag me, sorry off topic. Okay. Um Swear to God! I have to type everything. The Highwaymen, all four and one. How about a Willie Nelson biopic or a Waylon one? I mean, we we can go through the list of performers: David Bowie, Lemmy. I tell you what, I'd love to see one on Lemmy, but it'd have to be done the right way because they did one on Jimi Hendrix, and it starred Andre Three Thousand, the the outcast fella. Nobody saw it. Obviously, it wasn't that good. They already have a movie about evil can Yeah, I know that that Harrison Ford played him in a movie, but I want to I want to see an updated like today's version of it. I mean, there are a lot of people. It, it, Michael Jackson is a great choice. I, I think I think Prince is a great choice. Just don't let Bruno Mars play him. I don't want Bruno Mars playing Prince. Donald J. Trump. That one won't get made. As much as you want it, it won't get made. They have one out for uh, for Joe Biden already. It's called Mr. Magoo. <laughs> oh, man, there's a great uh, evil documentary called uh, Being Evil. Check it out if you have it. Is that the one with Matthew McConaughey and Johnny Knoxville or just Johnny Knoxville? Because I've seen a couple of documentaries on it. I, I, and the reason why I, I'm so intrigued by Evil Knievel, it's not this the, the jumps that he did. I, I have the, the cool little Evil Knievel wind-up thing, you know, the little motorcycle that goes. When that came out as a kid, that was huge. And it came out in the, the mid-'70s. Well, there, There's another one, uh, Whitewash, that has uh, Matthew McConaughey, because I guess he knew can Knievel as well. Not as well as Johnny Knoxville. I've seen the Johnny Knoxville one. Is there a Neil Diamond one? Uh, it's called The Jazz Singer. But uh, the Neil Diamond would be a great one. They've got a musical now on Broadway. Oh, I'd love to see that be made into a movie. Not a musical, though. Um, Epstein... Maybe it'll trick Hollywood into revealing their clients' names. I wouldn't mind a Paul Work. It would be smashing. Um, let's see. I'll have to check that out. Thanks. Um, but he made, in one week of selling those, those those wind-up toys, or in a month, he made $3 million. Now, we look at $3 million today, as like, oh, but in 1977, Three million dollars was a ton of money. And that was just on his toys. My favorite, uh my favorite story about Evil Knievel. Cobra Chick says, Good morning. Sorry I'm late to the party. Don't get to listen live often, but listen every day after work. Well, thank you there, Cobra Chick. I hope that you're doing good. Now I'm surprised this one hasn't been made yet, but yeah, Kurt Cobain biopic would be mind blowing. <laughs> a movie about Arnie States, played by Rich Hoffman, the Jackson Rancheria fellow. I am not that big. I am not. I had to play golf. Oh, he's a nice man. He's a very, very nice man. I'll say that. Oh, I, I, hold on. Before I Kurt Cobain good biopic probably won't get made because Courtney Love won't let that happen. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you my Rich Hoffman story. And like I said, this guy this guy is really a prince. He is a super nice guy. The first time we ever met him, and he was he was bigger than life. I mean, because we saw him on TV and stuff, and we were going to do a, a promotion with Jackson Rancherie, and this is back in my old morning show days. <laughs> And I remember we set the meeting up at the Elephant Bar over on Sunrise. I know, classy, right? Dennis Hoff biopic. Now, that would be interesting, the guy who ran the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Um, So uh, Rich shows up, and Rich is a big dude. Now, I know he's lost a lot of weight. He's he's, he's working on his health, and he's, like I said, good guy. And I, I don't want to say anything bad about him. It's going to sound bad, though, here in a minute. uh see i'd like to see one about Ronald reagan super nice guy means you're about to shit on not not necessarily i'm going to tell you the the true story so we sit down at lunch and it it, me and scab are at the top part of the table with rich because of course they're going to put the talent with rich because they want to sell the talent and we got like you know three salespeople on each side of us and then you know (laughs) he's down there charlton heston okay not a bad idea. Ain't gonna get made. He's too right wing. So uh, Rich Hoffman's sitting there and, and and I'm looking at the menu and it, it's lunchtime. And I, 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 I guess I'm gonna get a burger and fries or whatever. You know, it, fuck, I, I don't care. It's the elephant bar, the food. I mean, that place is closed for a reason. And I'll never forget when that motherfucker ordered the whole lamb shank. Fucking, hey, Rob and I had a fucking. Uh, or Scab and I, (laughs) I tell this story, we had to look at each other and not laugh because this lamb shank was enormous. It was so big. (laughs) And this guy ordered it, and, man, let me tell you, he finished that before I finished my burger. I mean, and I I ain't talking bad about it. I'm just talking about what he ordered. And when you hear someone order a lamb shank, that just kind of catches you off guard. Now, this is the part that's going to not sound very flattering about Rich Hoffman. Rich Hoffman obviously listened to the show. And at that time in the show, one of the main topics on the show was our golf. We played a lot of golf. Hold on, let me, let me clarify. We played a lot of free golf. It didn't matter where it was. We played private courses. We played public courses. And we were America's guests, especially me. I played a lot more golf than anybody. And one of our favorite courses in town was Winchester. Was up, uh, up there in, uh, past uh, Auburn and Grass Valley, uh, up there. I forget exactly where it's at. Winchester was probably the nicest country club in town until uh, uh, the casino Yoko opened up that golf course way out there, out by Woodland. That's the best golf course in Sacramento, if you ask me. Um, but but Winchester was it. I mean, Winchester was fucking long. It was tough. It was beautiful. And it was hard to get on for normal folks. Now, when you're hanging with the AIG, baby. So Rich Hoffman wanted to play golf with us. We said, no problem, no problem. We'll, we'll 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 handle it all, and and of course they came to me and said, hey, we gotta get him on Winchester. We want this advertising. I said, okay, no problem. I'll make it happen. And when we played Winchester, I I, I pretty much brought the dress up. You know, I mean, I mean, I was looking sharp. I, I think it was a little cold, so I, I I had some some slacks on, some Zanella slacks. Those are very expensive slacks. Had my I, I was wearing my alligator golfing shoes. I had I still have those thanks to Griffin Reed. That was a gift. Um, sweater vest, polo, man, I look good. Because when you when you play a big country club like that, you want to you know show some pride. Meadow Vista, thank you, Triple T. I appreciate that. I used to know the chick who worked for the Bunny Ranch. Stories she had to tell me. She tried and talked me into working there. Um. So, and this is not the the Bunny Ranch guy. I, I I know Dennis, and Dennis and I are friend were friends until he died. I guess we're still friends. Um, but Rich, Rich and Rich shows up, and Rich shows up wearing these bright yellow pants, and this shirt that doesn't really do him any any favors. It's a little on the tight side. And he's got these Louis Vuitton loafers on, and I was like, "You're gonna play in those?" He's like, no, no, I've got my golf. And he, and he pulls out some golf shoes. That I was like, whoa, holy shit. I was like, yeah, I'm wearing alligators, but these are second tier compared to this guy. Well, that's what you get when you own a casino. And we go to the first tee box. First tee's a, a, a par four. You got you got nothing but shit to the left. You hit, it, you hit it either center or to the right, and you're fine. And your approach shot to the green, if you hit it in the fairway, should be pretty easy. Not a long hole either, about about a 400-yard hole. So I go up there, rip driver right down the middle. I got about 100 yards in. Scab, he rips driver down the middle. He's got about 200 yards in because he wasn't quite as long as daddy. So um, then we, we, we allow Rich to hit his tee shot. First tee shot goes directly left, something I had never seen before. Literally, it went it went off the tee and almost hit his front foot. Now ah, go ahead and reload. You know, ah, first hole Mulligan. I'm not kidding when I say, and 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 if you know anything about me in golf you know that I am not a slow golfer. I don't fucking meander. I don't piddle paddle. I don't hit too many extra shots. I go, I play, I hit my ball, and I go to the next shot. Rich Hoffman took nine shots to get off the tee. Literally, to get off the tee, it took him nine shots. So in golf, this is the way we'd score it. Go, you one in, uh, the the first one we'll give you a mulligan on. Okay, so the second one you got one in, two out. You're hitting three, three in, hitting uh hitting five. You go all the way up to nine. You're 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 at like a twelve already for the hole. You're like pick up. He didn't pick up. He proceeded to to take another five shots to get it on the green. And then putted like there was like – I'd never seen a five-putt before from like 20 feet. So what I'm saying is that the man was not a golfer yet. He wanted to play golf with us. The best part of Winchester is they gave us a late tee time, which meant they didn't have anybody else coming out after us. We went off at like 2.30, 2.30 or 3. They didn't have anybody else, so we had the whole course to ourselves. And it, was, it wasn't that cold. It was right at the beginning of daylight savings time because I remember, I remember putting my stuff in the car at 8.45. A round of golf co- <laughs> took us, and it was only, we weren't waiting on anybody. It took us five hours and almost 40 minutes to play a round of golf. Oh. Oh, my God. And I, I, I think that we may have talked a little bit about how bad it was. We, we didn't really mention it like I'm mentioning it now, the next Monday, because this was a Friday. We, we we kind of alluded to it in only the way that we could as dicks. <laughs> Needless to say. <laughs> didn't really advertise with us after that. Oh, it was fucking miserable. God, that was the way... That was the longest round of golf I've ever played. And I played golf once with a guy who told me his dream in life was to double team a chick with his son. If I was too slow, I'd pick up my balls and go to the next hole. My ex actually taught me that. He said, you don't make the next party wait. No, you don't. And all these places say, "Oh, golf should take four to four and a half hours." Fuck you! Golf should take about three hours and forty-five minutes if you're doing it the correct way. And yes, you can enjoy it. You're not running. You're not playing too fast. You hit your shot. Okay, so th- this is the rule in golf. Let me let me just share real quick because I'm I'm on a thread here in my head. So what would happen is is th- this would happen? So I would drive Scab to his ball, or he would drive. I, I would drive Scab to his ball, drop him off. And then I would take the cart and go up to my ball. And see, Scab would hit, and then he'd start walking while I get ready to hit, and then I hit, and then look at us. We're both in the cart together, and we can drive up there. That's how golf's supposed to be played. Donald, good morning. Uh, Donald says, good morning, ass family. Arnie, you... I would have been pissed. I don't care that you're a sponsor. Yeah, well look, like, I wasn't happy, but by by about the 13th hole, I did not give a fuck anymore. My levels of fuck were gone. And it, we just we ended up pretty much laughing at all. I mean, it was miserable. And the best part is he asked us to play again. Like after that round, we're like, yeah, we'll set something up. Fuck you. Uh, Arnie, off topic, uh, I had to jump on here and tell you that Oreo came out with the I Don't Care Oreo, <laughs> what? <laughs> Oreo cookies and cream filling are amazing, okay, the I Don't Care, I need to try those out. All right, the other story that we're going to talk about here in the movies, we're not going to take another break, we're just going to plow through for the rest of the show. Sorry, I was using auto tech, no problem. I'll let you get all that text out there. AMC movie theaters. Now, I don't know if there's a lot of AMCs on the West Coast. We we have one here in Garland, and I refuse to go back to it now. Now that that everything is done all automated and people are going to buy their sodas automated. If you haven't been to the movies lately, you know that going to the movies is a pain in the ass now. If you go and you want to buy a ticket at the theater, you know, the way we always have done it, you have to go in there, you have to pick out your seat, and you have to click, click, and then you got to, oh, well, I want this and this, and then you pay and all that kind of shit, right? Back in the old days, we showed up and said two for Cape Fear. And they give you two tickets, and you go in and see Cape Fear, and you sit down where you want. But now, now that you get to pick your seats, because we're all fancy, AMC Movie Theaters, the nation's largest movie theater chain, has unveiled a new pricing scheme in which seats' location determine how much the movie ticket costs. <laughs> Meaning, seats in the middle of the auditorium will cost a dollar or two more, while seats in the front row will be slightly cheaper. Seats classify uh, the the. They're dubbed sightline seats. By the end of the year, it will be in all domestic AMC theaters uh, for showings after 4 p.m., meaning I will never go to an AMC theater again. Seats classified as standard sightline will be the regular price. If you want to pay less for the value sightline seats, you have to be a member of the chain subscription service as well. Movie theaters have attempted to recover from the pandemic, which killed them. They are looking at more pricing methods, including charging more for sought-after movies like Batman in the first week of the release. Here's an idea. Here, here's a wonderful idea. I, I I haven't been to the movies in a while, and there, there's a few movies that I want to see coming out. Uh, so just walk into theaters at 10 a.m. and go to the theater watching all you can and buy one and get three free program. Yeah, boy, that's the good old days. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, so stupid. Show up early and get a good seat. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite things now is when I go to the theater and you have to pick out the seats and you see all the seats that are sold or if you're on Fandango and you're buying seats. And then you go to the movie, and you realize, wait a second, those seats are all empty. Why didn't I get to pick out these seats? I wanted to sit here. This is what you do. You know what? This whole picking out your seat thing, if you want to be able to buy tickets to a movie early, you should be able to do so. Do you know what the tickets this does? Oh, I'm about to go on a rant here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, this is one of my big pet peeves in life. Oh, it's right on up there with fucking cold butter. Boy, nothing ever, oh. And you're out, sent me a great video on what to do with cold butter. So we're going to try that next time we go to a place that serves ice cold fucking butter. Letting kids order in the drive through Oh. No, they don't have poopy on a sandwich. And number three. People who show up to movies late and ask you to move. I have one thing and one thing only to say to you. Fuck you too. All this does is it it rewards assholes. Late assholes. That's all this does. Oh, well, yeah, the, the the root beer thing—that's probably number four. Since I've, I've I've found a great battle for that. See, once I find a key in defeating it, it no longer becomes a pet peeve. So the root beer—when when I go to a place and I say, "Hey, do y'all have Dr. Pepper?" and they go, "We have root beer," I say, "Congratulations, that's not Dr. Pepper." So I found a way to battle that. There's other there's there's other things I. Uh, my favorite one is this: the the, um, the the grocery store clerks when you're shopping, and they have to comment on all your ad, you, all your shit that you have. Oh, you're making spaghetti tonight. There's a way to combat that. You go, no lobster. Like if if you have the spaghetti noodles and tomato sauce and the the cheese and the beef and all that kind of stuff, and, they, and the clerk goes because they have to. See, I I I'm not I, I, I'm against making people talk. People shouldn't talk unless they have something to say. We've all been through the, the grocery line where you're checking out and it's the obvious Oh, you're making spaghetti tonight. Wow, way to go, fucking genius. Yes, uh Steph just texted me, did you see Tom Brady's underwear? I, I posted it on the uh, Mixler board, so yes I did. I'm telling you, Kim K is already influencing him. <laughs> Arnie, you forgot about the assholes uh, who ride their bicycle in street traffic and act like they're more important than you. Oh, cold butter. I'm looking at you. I hop great pancakes. They scoop the butter out of the freezer. Amen to that. Amen. Oh. Oh, good, good, Darren. You have, you have, you have reached the epsilon there. He says, my favorite is whenever I buy flowers, and they have comment about being in the doghouse. I tell them no, putting flowers on my mom's grave. This was the greatest moment of my shopping life. I was at the Safeway, and I remember exactly where I was. I was at the Safeway in Roseville, California, off of Blue Oaks, and I was buying flowers. And the fucking lady goes, (laughs) what did you do wrong? And you know me, I'm not one to chat with people. I'm not the friendliest person, at least looking. And, of course, there are people in line, and the the lady behind me kind of (laughs) smirked. And I looked at that lady, and I said, she said, what did I do wrong? I said, I couldn't stop the cancer in time. Oh, that was and, and I held such a straight face and that woman about started crying behind the fucking register and the lady behind me turned around. It was it was by far the, the one of the greatest, most powerful moments of my entire life that I withdrew the life from someone's soul. <laughs> what did you do wrong? I couldn't stop the cancer in time. Oh, good Darren, bravo to you, my friend. Is it me? Am I the only one who actually is uncomfortable in some comments on my purchases? No. How about this? How about when they read your greeting cards? Have you ever had one of them people read your greeting cards? I've had that happen. I'm like, what the fuck? Somehow it's private. Sure, you're checking me out as a clerk, but less chat, more checking. Uh, don't, 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 look, checkers and mailmen. Like, you got me in my stream of consciousness now. I can't get to the rest of the damn show because I'm ready to go now. Which is what I love about you people. Grocery store checkers and mail carriers, mail men, if you will, have turned into the laziest employees on the face of the earth. and I'll tell you why. Let's go back in time, shall we? Hold on a second. I get get the right music here. You remember as a kid going to the grocery store, your mama and daddy were shopping? In my case, it was just my daddy. He did all the shopping for us because mom was too busy at work. Dad was an alcoholic who was going from job to job, and then he figured things out and still did the shopping. I remember filling up the cart, and you know what you did with the cart? You pushed the cart into the the checkout line, and the clerks would empty your cart for you. They'd scan it. Or in the old, old days, if you're as old as me, you'll remember them fucking putting in the price of $2.99. And see, grocery stores all had baggers, too. You had a bagger on everything, and it was more than one line open way back in the day. I know that's crazy. But grocery store clerks would take the shit out of your cart and then scan it and then put it in a bag for you, and then they'd move your cart around, and the bag kid would put everything in your cart, and you'd wheel that out, or the kid would wheel it out to the car. Now in this important day and age with unions doing all the work they've done, now not only do you have to do all the shopping, but you have to put everything on the conveyor belt and then push the cart through the line where it barely fits to where the the bags are, and hopefully you've got a bagger on your line, and they can do that, and then they put it in your cart and you take it out. Tah, the other day, and Braddy Kid got such a kick out of this. We're at the tom thumb. Now, the grocery stores around here, um, they have this hiring practice for the cart kids in the uh, the, uh, the the baggers. They 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 really only hand they, they, they really only hire Becca! You know. No, he's not retarded. But, yeah, th- th- there's, something, th- th- there's something wrong with him. Well, we went to Tom Thumb. We had a bunch of stuff. I put everything on the conveyor because, you know, that's my job as a man. Put it on the conveyor. And I noticed they ain't got nobody bagging. And this gal, she don't look like she's going to be bagging fast enough, so I go down to the bagging area. And I start bagging everything. And I, I take one of the bags and I put it in the cart. And as I turn around, Here's one of these kids, one of these... And he is, just, he is just completely come in between me and the bagging section. And the problem is, is he's just talking. He's just fucking blah, 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 blah. And he bags like one thing, and he hands me the bag, and I put it in the cart, and then he walks off. We still have 30 items to be bagged. Where the fuck are you going, and why did you just block me, you son of a bitch? Our store used to not have that the belt. The biggest complaint our store gets now is that the customer has to put your own shit on the belt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, What the fuck is up with putting my goddamn milk sideways in the bag? Stand that fucking thing upright, goddammit. So he's trying to, Yeah, I don't know, he was trying to bring me down. I get it. I get what you're saying. But, like, he bagged one thing and then walked away. And, by the way, there wasn't hardly anybody else in the damn store. So, grocery stores have become the laziest motherfuckers in the world next to mail carriers. Now, I I, I have an ongoing war right now with the local mail carriers here in Rockwall, Texas. Since the beginning of the year, I have had five packages go missing. Kelly says, oh, my God, I'm in hysterics. Why? Because you you can imagine. I was like, what the fuck? And, and then the other day, wait, wait a second. The other day, before I get to postal workers where I shit all over them, the other day I had to go to the other grocery store that's closer to us. We'll call it Kroger. Now, I was going to pick up prescription for my, I, I started this new thing for my restless legs, and it works great. I had to go pick it up. It was cold outside. I didn't want to go, but I had to pick it up. I had to pick up a couple other things, too. Now, as I'm, I'm driving in the, in, in, in the lot, I notice a spot that's open by the door that's close to the pharmacy. So, of course, I'm going to take it. Well, as I'm coming down the row of where my spot is, here comes one of these cart kids. Becca! And he is pulling the carts out, but he's got them all locked together, and he's pulling them out backwards, and he's not paying any attention to where he's going. Now, I know he's doing this, but I I understand he has some limitations. But the motherfucker almost walked into the back of my truck, and I was going literally five miles an hour to where I had a honk. And I actually honked. I didn't, like, go out my window and go, honk! As I was trying to communicate with him, I honked my horn, and he stopped, and he looked at me, and he just stayed there. Now, I couldn't really get around him that well. I would have had to move over, and I might have hit another car if I moved over. He was that far out. And he's looking at me, and I'm like, go ahead, dude, keep coming, or push it back in. I'm like, I look at him, and he's just looking at me like he's lost. He's giving me the million-mile stare, and, and probably that's what he always gives. And now I'm getting frustrated. If you know me, the parking, lo- parking lots frustrate me, especially stupid parking lots. So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting, and he finally starts to push him back in. So he pushes him back in. I go around in my park in my space. And he's just sitting there. I get out of the car, and I slam the fucking truck door, and I go, can anybody do their fucking jobs? He just walked away. Man, oh, man. Did he honk back? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I used to work with disabled people, training them at new jobs, and it was fun in a lot of incidents just like that. I could never contain myself. Yeah, great minds, ogre. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of mail carriers, do you think it's kosher for them to cut across people's yards? I think it looks unprofessional as shit. Well, red and white, I let me just say, I would love to see a mail co- mail carrier cross across my yard. You see, we've made life completely easy for them. First of all, they don't even have to drive mail cars anymore. Our mailman drives a, a wretched broke down hoopty. I'm not kidding about that. It's an old Jeep Cherokee that has seen a lot better days. And like I said, <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying, you guys. See, that's what we do here, Kelly. We make you die of laughter. Be careful, they're supposed to have super strength. Well, that's why I got into the store quickly, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to tassel with him. Uh, I left a note on a piece of mail to a chick that doesn't live at my house. I've been getting her mail for nine years. The note read, Mail dude, can you please check the name on the mail first? I've received multiple mails. Yeah. Our mailman can't even brush his hair. He's got a pick stuck in his fro. Oh, he does. And it is the fist. The The old fist that you put in the afros, oh, he wears that all the time. Five. Since the beginning of the year. Five, not not this year, I'll say since last July, five things have gone missing. But you see, mail carriers today, they have the luxury of this stupid, forced socialism that I hate more than anything. And that's the community mailbox. Oh, if you want my dander to get up, you and I can have a conversation about fucking community mailboxes. Like when I lived in Roseville. Now, as you know, ring my fucking doorbell for packages. Oh, d- d- Ogre, oh, oh, don't get ahead of me. We'll, 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 we'll keep going down this road. I want to talk about the community mailbox. Because we had one in Roseville. Now, I, I at the time that I was living there, the show that I was on was probably at its highest peak. We were the darlings of the city, if you will. And I was known. People knew who I was. And when it was found out that I was moving into a neighborhood, oh, my, that was quite the stir. I'm just a regular person. And there was one lady who lived three houses down that was a huge fan. Now, I love my fans. I love you because you are the people that feed me. You are the people that put clothes on my back, and I respect you. You have a lot of choices out there, and I thank you for choosing me, and I know I just sounded like an airline. But it's true. And I always try to treat my fans good. Always. No matter what. Until you take advantage of it. And this gal used to wait. The mail would be delivered to our house in Roseville at about 11 o'clock every day. And I'd get home from the show at about 10.30. And, you know, I'd I'd eat lunch or something, and then I'd go out and get the mail. Or I would wait until like 2 and get it, take a nap or something, and I'd go get the mail. Every day for like six days in a row. Because she lived in front of the, what you guys are calling the cluster box. She lived in front of it and would beeline out every day I was going to get the mail. So she could talk to me about this show. One time? No, no problem. Two times? Okay. Three times? Uh, uh, all right, look, look, look I, I'm, I'm off right now. Four times, are you serious? And then by the fifth time, I was just like, okay. And she did this on the weekends too and, and give me ideas for things that we could talk about on the show, which, by the way, any entertainer, anybody that, that does shows or, or anything, love it when you give your suggestions of what we should do to be better. And I went on the air the next Monday, and I eviscerated her. I didn't call her out by name, but I told the entire story and just shit all over her. By the way, never bothered to get in the mailbox. But I hate those mailboxes. Mailman shows up and he puts stuff. How do you get shit wrong at those? Seriously. How do you get right? How do you put shit in the wrong, in those? They have dumbed down the job for you so much, the name is on the... If you look at the cluster box, a lot of times you'll see the names that the mailman puts in there. If it doesn't match this name, it doesn't go in this box. Now, as far as as deliveries and all this kind of stuff goes, we've all known that going to the post office is like an abortion gone wrong. Hate going to the post office. Hate it more than anything. It takes forever and you have to talk to stupid people. And I'm not talking about the employees. I was actually asked one time by somebody in line, You mailing something? What the fuck do you think I'm doing here with this box? I'm not kidding. I'm surprised they didn't say, What are you mailing? And as far as the UPS and the FedEx people go, and I know we got a FedEx driver that listens, and I like FedEx kind of, maybe a little bit more than I like UPS. This bullshit that y'all are doing has got to stop. If I was a senator or representative, I'd look into this, and I'd call you motherfuckers out. If I pay for premium shipping, and that means you're using UPS, and I see that on your all your little things, oh, we ship with UPS. No, you don't. Well, you might ship it with UPS, but then UPS drops it off at the, mail, at, the, at the mail post office. And then they have to sort through it. And then it's another three days before you get it. Oh, I hate that. Hate that more than anything. The shirt I'm wearing today, I'm not kidding about this. Very popular shirt. I ordered it a minute after it was released. From a place called Pro Wrestling Tees. If you ever want to order me a wrestling t-shirt, try to avoid going to Pro Wrestling Tees as much as you can. Due to the fact that they're in Chicago. And they have a little waiver on there that says, oh, the printing process could take up to seven days. Well, it's weird because when I ordered the shirt, I saw people wearing that shirt that night at a wrestling event. And it was being sold at an AEW event, which means you have plenty of them that you printed out. And you're the only people that are printing out for this. Okay, for this one, I'll give you maybe a few days. So it takes seven days to print a shirt, which I don't understand. And then it could take you up to another seven to nine business days to get it in the continental U.S., and it's being shipped from Chicago. Did you put it on a turtle? Oh, the shipping. uh, We have have fucked the the coyote on that one. Hmm. Did you hear Greyhound sold to a new company and they assigned seats now? If you want a good seat, you have to pay extra? No. Oh, God. Fucking Greyhound's doing that? Boy, that's a terrible way to travel. And I've done that in the last five, ten years. I've traveled on Greyhound. Oh, it was miserable. I didn't have a car at the time and I had to go to Sacramento for a show. Mm-mm-mm. Next time I went and rented a car. That was a lot better. Being shipped from Chicago, made in China, I guess. I don't know. Um, I've got time for one more story today, and i got to do this story about this guy because this is fucking funny. This is a funny story here. If I can find it. There we go. There it is. All right. This is a story about a man from New York City. New York City! Not necessarily needed there. Sixty-two-year-old Kingsley Bennett said that he wanted to uh he wanted to to do his dream vacation. And his dream vacation was going to Australia. Now, now now before we judge, holy shit, Jerry the King Lawler was rushed to the hospital in Fort Myers. Breaking news. Oh, man, sending good vibes to the king. Um, He wanted to go to Australia for a vacation. The New Yorker, who originally hails from Jamaica, had reportedly planned on flying from LaGuardia to Australia. And he was going to take a cruise from Australia and and cruise around and then come back and and do all this. That was what he had wanted to do. Well, he said, I saw the little plane with like nine passengers and wondered, how was this going to get me to Australia? Because he was flying into Sydney, Australia. Well, The problem is, and I don't know how this goes awry this um, badly. Um, He landed in Billings, Montana, and saw snow and a small Cape Air jet waiting to fly him to Sydney, Montana. (laughs) Now I don't know how you make a mistake that big. That one's huge. Me I look, I've made a mistake flying. it was my, it was a travel agent's fault and we flew to North Bend, which is actually south of Bend, which makes no sense in Oregon, but hey he flew to Sydney, Montana. Sydney, Montana has over 6,000 residents, while Sydney, Australia has more than five million. Uh, Mr. Burnett said he had gotten confused by the airport codes while booking his flight. The lady at the Billings Airport took a picture with him. It's a matter of acronyms, the SYD as opposed to SDY. Somebody has to fix that, he insisted. Well, here's the problem, sir. Um... Um, and, oh, good Lord. It's a twin-engine Cessna. He was flying to Sydney, Montana. Um, sir, you don't need a passport to go to Sydney, Montana. Now, didn't you think that was weird? I mean, this guy is originally from Jamaica, so he probably knows about traveling with passports and things. Wouldn't you find it weird that you didn't have to go to the international gate at the airport as well? Um, Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had this worker named Carol, and that was good enough for me. He has rescheduled his Australian trip in June. I hope they recharged him. Uh, again, retard's gotta love him. I hope they recharged him. They just didn't go. Oh, that—that's his bad. No, no, no. You don't get to make that mistake. Come on now. that thats a—that—that—that's that, too much. And what I—the cost. He's not wondering why it cost so much cheaper to fly here. His tickets were one hundred and twenty-nine dollars each. He thought that was a deal. Also, it's weird they didn't play Crocodile Dundee on the plane. NXS wasn't blasting. ACDC wasn't playing. The water wasn't going the wrong way in the toilet there. Yes, I know that's a hemisphere thing. <laughs> he gets back like a day, or day later. and All his homies are like, yo, man, what's up? Oh, well, I flew into Sydney, Montana. What the fuck? Oh, man. See, as long as there are people like him in this world, I'll always have a job. Oh, man. All right, that's going to do it for us, ass family. We are done for today. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Tomorrow we got listener Mail uh, brought to you by our friends at JS Floors. We'll be doing that. Thursday we got Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, and, of course, that will be the big Super Bowl show or the Bowl of Superness, I'm sorry. That's what I'm calling it, the bowl of superness. And we'll talk all about all the crazy bets and stuff like that. Uh, Until then, please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, as family, have a good night and adios, everybody.
0: Show. you've been listening to the arnie state show at arnie radio.com. stop
4: it stop it stop 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 talking um i i did just want to take a moment to thank everybody goodbye now
6: i am going to go get laid
4: goodbye see you tomorrow hey, hey,
6: hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye goodbye he's done that's what's happened it's over he's finished
0: law enforcement is outside waiting to
8: arrest him